0: Hello everyone, my name is Anne.
1: And my name is Yeji, and this is Our Own Canon.
0: We created this show as a way for us to discuss and debate pieces of art, literature, philosophy, television, film...
1: Basically, anything and everything that has left an impression on us as Asian American college-aged nerds with social anxiety and affinity for Vietnamese iced coffee.
0: Nerds, which we absolutely are, so get prepared to get lost in the weeds.
1: But don't worry, we'll offset with enough irony and sarcasticity to keep things not boring for y'all.
0: And of course, thank you for listening and supporting the show. We hope you love what we have prepared today.
1: just in order yeah to i was gonna go songs. down
0: in order i have some notes on like the artists and stuff like that but i think before we start that. all that we should probably like address the elephant in the room because we have cameras now <laughs> oh yeah. uh,
1: hello welcome back this is what i look like hopefully nobody's disappointed
0: <laughs> yeah so we decided uh some time ago we've been working on it quite a bit actually about getting um the podcast on other platforms like uh youtube and uh youtube mostly apple podcast too that one's important (laughs) uh but we were like you know if we're gonna get on youtube we should probably have like a video component of it because like podcasts do that things and we're a podcast so we should we should do those things
1: This is low-key tragic for me, because I I, I just want y'all to know that every other episode that we've done before this that's been audio-only, I have looked like absolute garbage, (laughs) and now I have to clean up to record, and that's just more work for me to do, but I hope this is just, this shows how much I care about you guys, and how much I care about my job, and how good of a podcaster that I really am, like, I showered for this, okay? (laughs) (laughs)
0: thank you for showering we we this is gonna be on the internet forever (laughs) you do you do this to yourself like i didn't i there's no script or anything she didn't have to say this she just did
1: (laughs) it's okay i'll be okay (laughs) all right
0: so you know uh very characteristic tangent aside, you know. Just because we have video <laughs> does not mean we're not gonna tangent like a motherfucker. Uh, so, oh,
1: absolutely! So, it's just gonna keep happening.
0: So, tangent aside, uh, what are we? What are we doing today? Have we already said it? Maybe we have, but we'll say it again just in case we didn't.
1: I feel like we should say it again for sure. Yes.
0: All right. So today we are doing uh, in, in in order to commemorate our first video podcast. We're going to be doing a music album because what a better way to commemorate video (laughs) podcasts than to do an audio only experience. (laughs) I can't I can't think of any any better ideas that we've had.
1: Mm, I think that this is just it matches up super well, uh, which is very on brand for us. You know, we're always doing the next best thing and always getting our stuff together. So (laughs) (laughs) I think this is perfect.
0: Getting our shit together is not exactly what I would call any of our lives, but you know, (laughs) (laughs)
1: all
0: right and the album that we decided to do is is in my opinion like one of the most what's the word uh notable like pieces of asian-american art in the last like i don't know decade or something like that uh at Mm. least to me it is it's uh and it's uh 88 risings head in the clouds album not 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 just a song we're gonna do the whole album (laughs)
1: The, the the song is, like, I feel like it's definitely the most iconic moment in that album. You could disagree with me, but Joji's vocals in that song are to die for.
0: Everything comes <laughs> together really well for, for yeah. that song, but we are getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, we are, in, just a little in bit. In general, I just want to know what, like, you think and feel about the album and, like, what kind of, like, uh, how, how like, you understand it as as... As a complete thing, or, or maybe not even as a complete thing, as, like, what, what you know it as.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, which I also feel like when we were preparing for this episode, we really didn't chat about the album at all, like, while we were listening to it. I just mentioned a couple times, like, I'm listening to it right now, and you were like, oh, same, and that was, like, the extent of the conversation. <laughs> um but I think that the thing that stands out the most for me for this album is like how strikingly American the music is. Like
0: it's very L.A. It's
1: it is it's very L.A. It's very, um, it's very like Santa Barbara bop, um, like Calabasas type beat kind of thing, um, which I think is it works like as an album that is very much in tune with this Asian American experience. I think that the way that the American part of that comes out in such a prominent way is like really special because, um, I think a lot of Asian American artists in general are so worried about sticking to the roots of their culture that sometimes like the American part of that does kind of get lost. Um, in it Mm -hmm. like there's this there's this focus on like not losing yourself or your culture that you almost focus a little bit too much on that aspect of it um which i'm not saying is like wrong at all i think that art like that is actually um like very very important to the sphere of like media in terms of talking about how to balance certain cultures like having the Asian part of your identity stand out more in a significant way is a testament to like being proud of it because for the longest time like Asian Americans had to be White <laughs> to be accepted. <laughs> so to be like upfront about this, and to use especially like in music, we see like a lot of like Asian like Asian instruments like getting mixed into certain like you know hip hop beats and stuff like that. Like having that as a more prominent forward thing. There is like it's so good, but I think Head in the Clouds went in a completely different direction where it was like no, it's just like it's just a Chin like it's just we're rapping in Chinese over a completely, like, hip-hop, quintessentially American hip-hop beat kind of thing. Um, which I think is also a cool thing that they do. Like, I I think both work in different ways, and I think that Head in the Clouds knew what it wanted to be. I think 88 Rising had a vision, and they executed that vision very, very well. Um, and, again, I am sort of saying, like, hip-hop a lot. I feel like that is where the album is sort of has its foot in i know that there are songs on that album that aren't hip-hop at all mm. that like more r&b a little bit more like house clean um but yeah there's a there's quite a few songs on that album that are like hip-hop yeah like mumble rap <laughs> <laughs> very, like very hip-hop. <laughs> 2018
0: hip-hop stuff going on here definitely, yeah. definitely
1: yeah that was a long long way of me saying that uh they had a vision and it works it's just not necessarily what i'm used to when i think of like asian american art which is just interesting to me so that's something that i definitely found like simultaneously fascinating and also surprising yeah so yeah
0: yeah i think for me like this was like a really like big turning point for my life because like up to this point uh asian americans in like art in general like I hadn't really like noticed them. I know they were like the classic kung fu and like Wuxia, Hong Kong kung fu movies and stuff like that. But you know that that was before my time. Like those things happened before I was like born. Or or in the case God, of Crouching Tigers, right when I was born. <laughs> uh, so like boomers, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've been like on a drought of like big stuff in the mainstream, uh, big Asian American stuff in the mainstream. And then we had like that mm-hmm. little bit of time where like we're getting. Um, what's what's that really big Asian American movie that uh, with the with the mahjong at the end? Uh, Michelle Yeoh. Crazy
1: Rich crazy Asians. Crazy Rich Asians, bro. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I, I I think this is it. All this time all blends in together for me, where it's like we get Crazy Rich Asians, we get like some other like more like Asian American stuff getting into mainstream, and then during that time we also get like a Head in the Clouds. Which I like.
1: I still can't stop. believe you referred to the movie as the, the movie with the Mahjong at the end. Like, we talked about that movie so many times. You got it
0: though, didn't you? And you, you-, you got it. <laughs> Communication oh successful.
1: Uh, uh, that was hilarious. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs>
0: um. So it was, it was like during that time where like this album came out too, right? And then we got like, yeah th- and it was just so cool to see all this Asian American stuff, especially as someone yeah. who's like loved music their whole life. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've played music for, for like as long as I can remember. Uh, and, and, um, and, and just having like this like piece of Asian American like music. And as you were saying, it's like very different than like things we're having before, right? Because before this, a lot of the Asian people in music I saw were like either like, from, like, Vietnam or, like, from the older generation who brought their music here. We had things like, my Vietnamese homies know, like, Paris by Night was, like, (laughs) the thing you grew up on. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but that wasn't, like, really people from our generation making music. It was, like, the past generation, you know? Uh, And -hmm. then we also had, like, K-pop was also kind of on the up and up, too. That Mm -hmm. was cool. Yeah. Uh, Anime's on the up and up, so we got a lot of, like, J-rock stuff coming here. But, like, that stuff yeah. didn't feel Asian-American. It felt like it was made in Korea and brought here because, like, yeah. that's what it was. Yes. Um, so it was, like, really cool to see 88 Rising come up. And, like, they're touting themselves as, like, Asian-American. Their sound is very, like, L.A. beachy vibes, mm-hmm. right? They got, like, mm-hmm. American, like, trap production in there. So, like, the modern hip-hop music at that time was, like, I mean, like, K-pop has, like, hip hop like, elements a lot. But like, mm-hmm. 80, this... no,
1: there's something so specifically mm-hmm. American about that. Album. Yeah, it was. Like, it felt yeah. very
0: much like in the time of like, um, what like mainstream hip hop sounded like. I, I wouldn't yeah. particularly say it's like completely like, all the way in there far like, deep deep hip hop. I wouldn't consider this like a deep hip hop album, but it very much did. Yeah, understand like the mainstream American hip hop trends and was like really going for that. Um, which which makes sense because like literally I was like researching them a bit for this podcast for this episode and like they were I mean I hope so yeah <laughs> and they were literally like our goal was to make like a, like I forget the exact language or was like to make like a dope as fuck Asian American hip-hop <laughs> thing uh, I'm not even yeah. that far off like I don't think it's those exact <laughs> words but I'm like pretty close. Uh,
1: so. i can absolutely hear them being like yeah it's gonna be dope as fuck <laughs> like that was the that was the vibe man like yeah no yeah that fits <laughs> no i like i think like i said um a little bit from before like they had like they knew where they wanted to be and there's just like one foot just very firmly in that like hip-hop r&b american trap beat that you're talking about um it's it's like strikingly obvious, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I think that when I, because also, also like when I listened to that album all the way through for the first time, um, which unfortunately for me, it, this might be shameful to say that I did only listen to it all the way through for the first time <laughs> when I was getting ready for this episode. But I knew like certain different parts of different songs from just like listening to them separately Mm -hmm. but listening to it all the way through it feels like there's just a very clear story being told um and that their inspiration just comes from this very specific kind of hip-hop and r&b american storytelling that they have adapted into something a little bit more asian like like they know where they want to be but each foot is planted firmly in each side it's not leaning a little bit more towards this way or almost a little bit towards this way it's like you no know, the balance is there and you know exactly where they got both things from mm. you know what i mean yeah so yeah that was just really cool um yeah. i'm
0: also like amazed with how like asian it feels for something that like doesn't have very many like stereotypical like asian like tropes is probably not the w- right word but like motis modus right you know, you're not mm-hmm. hearing, like, the like the, the traditional Asian music and stuff like that. You're really just hearing, like, L.A. beach vibe stuff. And, like, it's kind of amazing how, like, that's, like, not a thing unique to Asian-Americans. But somehow it gets across mm-hmm. that this is Asian-American uh, without mm-hmm. having to, like, ever indulge in any, like, stereotypically, like, Asian things. Which I think was, like, really cool. It, it very much felt like a very specific... Asian-American can only happen here type thing, you know? Yeah,
1: I mean, also, like, with how many freaking Asians there are in LA, like, (laughs) that place is just like a microcosm of... It's... uh, I mean, you see it in, like, New York, too. Like, Asians build communities that are their own, almost their own little, like, universes in and of themselves, you know, and so to hear such a unique sound, yet to be able to pick out where all these individual influences come from is just very emblematic of, like, the experience of living in America as an immigrant as well, because you and I both know, and we've talked about it before on this podcast of, like, there are things that I've gotten from my parents, there's things that I've gotten from America, Mm -hmm. and there's good and bad things in both of them, but I can identify all of them yeah right <laughs> and I can see them for what they are and I think that this album is like no yeah it's the same it's the same concept like I can see where you got this I can see where you got this this is where it works this is where it maybe doesn't um, but uh, again we're gonna get into the nitty-gritty of that in a second but for sure like the concepts are very clearly delineated I think
0: all right so should we should we hop into it then uh, yeah we have been absolutely. walking around long enough.
1: Uh, it's gonna be dope as fuck like
0: (laughs) uh does does this one need a spoiler warning like i I don't know music doesn't need a spoiler warning the same way like a fucking movie does does it
1: i mean hopefully not but thank god we're not doing another one of your god-awful summaries (laughs) (laughs) all right then i'm kidding i love you
0: (laughs) all right Uh, spoiler warnings ahead, though. And we're going to be doing Heads in the Clouds. Uh, listen to it. That's cool. Uh, maybe even listen to it as we talk. might be one of those things that you can do. Yeah. I think
1: that might be a cool little, like, semi-activity that you can do as you follow along, is just to, like, have the songs pulled up, or maybe even the lyrics, which I'm reminding myself that I'm going to pull up the lyrics now. But, yes, (laughs) um, we won't be playing the music for you, just because, uh, we don't want to get... Uh, sued So We're just broke And we can't us, be yeah? broke. Like I cannot
0: yeah. afford To be more broke Than this So <laughs> So please No one sue us <laughs> uh, And for For this episode Our plans is going to be like We're just going to go down So So For those who don't know uh, Head in the clouds Is like a collaborative album For like the entire um, Studio Or not studio Label Right So they got like All of their artists Like pitching a couple songs right mm-hmm. um so i'm not gonna go deep dive like the whole album in like completely trying to understand it's like complete like one big giant story or something like that because i don't think that's what it is like this album's very much just like a bunch of artists getting together and like making some like fun songs and then they put on an album to promote the, the entire label so i'm just gonna go through each song uh one by one talk about how we feel about it and then like give some background on the artists that are involved so like if you like what you're hearing uh out like we can like Push you in th- in their direction. Right. tell you a little mm-hmm. bit about them, who they are, and like maybe like throw some recommendations or whatnot at you. I I will do that every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first song, uh, what is the first song? Yeah, it pulled La Sienga. up. La Sienga. La Sienga. Um,
1: it's pretty short, honestly. It's
0: a yeah. It's a, it's. How do how do you feel about it? Like first impressions, just like the first time you heard it. This is one of their more popular songs on the album, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think that Nikki is just my queen and I love her <laughs> and she can do no wrong. Um but the lyrics on this song are like pretty sad. I think that if you look at it from just like a poetic standpoint, it's um it's a very lonely song. Um but I also think it's so cute that they put like a little um like tribute to LA, like mm-hmm. specifically like La La Land in it, um, because it just gets you ready for like what you're going to hear for the rest of the album. Um, like we've been saying for the past 15 minutes, like it's LA, yeah. you know, it's LA, LA all the way through. And I think that this song is like, Oh, like this is where we are. Let me set the scene, like empty bottles on the floor, parties over. Thank the Lord. Like, you know, like this is where we are. Follow us to where we're taking you, you know? It's... Um, and like it's nikki and joji like it's going to be it's going to be a good totally song good. like
0: <laughs> it's really interesting that they led with this song on the album because like if you, it's like for 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 like like you look at the album cover and you, like you get ready to like get into the album right it looks it's like it's going to be real bright and like real fun right and then mm. you get into it and like the first song is real slow about how like it feels like a very end of the day song you know uh mm-hmm. end of the party i mean they literally talk about the end of the party like right in the lyrics uh yeah. it's it's really fascinating way to like open up the whole album but i like, i think it works i think it makes a lot of sense yeah. uh and like it really like i think it's not what i was expecting from it especially like knowing the works of these artists and stuff like that so just like kind of just getting thrown into it with something a little different is actually real fun real nice
1: mm-hmm. no i agree I think that, um, one of the cool things about this album is that at the same time that you kind of know what to expect, it's also breaking a lot of your expectations. Like, I know this album from the Joji's song, Head in the Clouds, and I knew that 88 Rising made it, but when I heard this song, I was, and when I heard this song, I was like, oh, like, this kind of feels, like, in the same vein of, like, we're Head in the Clouds as a song is. Not necessarily in the same genre, but I, like... I wouldn't be surprised to hear La Sienga and Head in the Clouds in the same album. But then you hear like the trap mumble rap in the middle of it and you're like, "Oh, that's a turn of expectation kind of." And so like, yeah, no, this song just fits to form, I think in many ways. Are you talking about like when Joji only... starts
0: like coming in, and he starts doing his thing?
1: <laughs> no, I'm talking about the um or
0: like in the album we get mumble rap later.
1: No, like in the album, we get mumble rap, oh, like the. I thought you were talking about the it this song and I was like,
0: I don't
1: think that's no, 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 mumble no, no, rap. in no, this here. song. <laughs> no, 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 not this song. I meant like in the in the album itself, um, like with Midsummer Madness, like with the Higher Brothers, and when like Rich Brian comes in,
0: <laughs> it,
1: you know, all that good stuff. So, but yeah, it's it's a good song. I also
0: really love like uh, Joji has his verse of course, but I really love like in the middle of like Nikki's verse. I think it's probably probably in the first one. Like, if you're, like, listening really carefully, uh, Joji's, like, backup vocals underneath Nikki's vocals, it's just, like... Yeah. It's transcendentally good. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I love it so much. I listen to the song for those lines, because I just, like... They both have really great, unique voices. Yeah.
1: Um, I was just about to say that. Yeah.
0: Specifically, Joji has a really interesting voice. So just, like, hearing him, like... Just, like back up onto the on onto the song which is such a was such a uh just such a like a cool like musical thing right the producer no, he's making a really good decision here
1: i also think that like they just kind of know like they also know what these artists individually are known for yeah. and they have like fit these artists into the album in like specific ways that works for them and um and yeah, like they both have unique voices. They're both vocalists. Mm-hmm. They're both known for like a little spit of like slower, a little bit more like woo woo music. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know what I was doing just then, but it's like the womp. I, I got the message. Like the slow womping kind of thing. <laughs> really like
0: lethargic <laughs> bases and it's just yeah. dragging. I'm along. not
1: a music major. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not an. am not an artist. Please don't drag. You know me.
0: what? You're an English major. You do your poetry and your in your fantasy writing. So like.
1: Yeah, for me it's the lyrics. I'm here for the lyrics. <laughs> um, speaking of lyrics, uh, the next song is Red Rubies, <laughs> and. You want to speak the yeah. lyrics? Let's speak the lyrics here. <laughs> I really don't want to speak the lyrics here. <laughs> I I this song is uh, an interesting. Uh, an interesting creative choice in terms of uh poetic intention because uh you know yeah (laughs) i can't read these lyrics which means that you have to read them out loud oh god damn it okay well the like the first like verse-ish is i'm just gonna speak these like in a (laughs) <laughs> uh freaky little bitch she is squirty fuck a little hoe and i'm working making me hard like a turtle diving in pussy like surfing all of the addies and perkies i sip on the lean when i'm mercy i am so high i'm on my mercury sleep in the corner he lurking <laughs> this just leaves a bad taste in my mouth I'm, i don't I'm proud of you. i don't know i'm proud of you Okay. But this also this also I this is a good point for me to make like right off the bat. I think that um as cool as hip hop is and as great as like as great of an art form as it is and as much great music that it's given us, there is a very problematic vein within hip hop where the description of women and the way that women are spoken about in these songs is not great. And I think that anybody who listens to hip hop, if you don't agree with that statement, there is, you are not listening properly. Um, there are, and again, like I know people who listen to hip hop and they say that, sorry, my cat is like (laughs) (laughs) making an appearance. Um,
0: (laughs) no <laughs> she, used, she used to hijack Sorry. the microphones. now she hijacked the camera too I know.
1: um and i know people who listen to hip-hop where they're like no yeah like there's bad stuff at it but you're also supposed to kind of learn how to appreciate the art as like ho- as a holistic thing um and you kind of have to like mentally separate yourself from the bad things but even if you do mentally separate yourself from the bad things you can't because it's like quintessentially part of it Um, and the people who can openly acknowledge that and talk about it nothing wrong with that I think that as long as you know that it's not amazing like listen to whatever music makes you happy but there is definitely um, (sighs) that's like one of the things that um, makes me sometimes hesitant to say that hip-hop is one of my favorite genres even though I listen to a lot of hip-hop now and I appreciate it as an art form um it still makes me generally slightly uncomfortable to be like yeah like I love hip-hop because there's like that little part in the back of my brain that's like well do you though because there's a lot of stuff in it like they're talking about women doing all this like "Ah." Mm -hmm. again you are allowed to disagree with me but I think that that verse in particular and certain other songs also (laughs) um i'm just like why do we need to call women bitches why is this Mm. (laughs) it's a creative choice
0: (laughs) i feel like i like you know me like i love hip-hop like
1: i make mm hip-hop music you know like (laughs) yeah
0: yeah um and like I think I think you're right. Like I I think that like the criticisms are correct. Like I don't think anyone in like who's being fair can like really say otherwise that hip hop doesn't have yeah
1: like, um, yes
0: a misogyny problem.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, and I've never met anybody who has looked me in my eyes and been like, oh, no, that's like not a thing. Like everybody who listens to hip hop or has like read hip hop lyrics know that this is a thing. You know, um, it's not something that like needs to be announced necessarily or something that is like not part of the um general like consciousness about the genre at all Mm -hmm. like people are generally understanding of the things that i'm like talking about here um i don't necessarily think that the acknowledgement is like the problem yeah yeah
0: yeah i i think this probably will have to be like its own episode. Like, oh, probably. <laughs> this is oh, a, this absolutely. This is a very interesting, difficult problem to like discuss and tackle. Um, but it's and and there's also a lot to say about like the culture itself, right? And like how how the culture is influenced by like one, like the money going in and all that stuff, uh, and then like two, like how how the culture like views itself under under these lenses and and um what's the word I'm, all, I'm always forgetting words probably because I'm not looking for one word that's, uh yeah. but like
1: maybe you should have majored in english
0: maybe i should have <laughs> see that's the problem with the major in philosophy we don't learn words we just learn how to make them up
1: <laughs> yeah or just read words yeah. read words ah, I
0: don't know. We do read a lot, but I'm not... It's more like... I think we bang our head into walls more than we we actually read those words.
1: (laughs) There's like a percentage of how you spend your time.
0: (laughs) And most of it is is banging heads into walls.
1: head-banging, yes. Uh, Um, No, I think that this could absolutely be like a bigger topic to address in the future, but... There, I mean, we've already said it, like this album itself draws a lot of inspiration from American hip hop and American hip hop as a genre has genre tropes within it that are not deviated from in this album, which I found simultaneously good and yet also problematic (laughs) because I was like, okay, if you're going to adapt the genre, good. Good fine but also if you are gonna change it why not take the most problematic aspects of it Mm -hmm. out um i think that as we as people we as a culture we as a generation push the needle forward little by little there is room for us to deviate from what a genre has always done even if it is at this point even if you are like because i can also see someone saying this right of well, okay, like, if you know it's part of the genre and it makes you uncomfortable, um, just don't listen to that kind of music. Like, it's fine, right? Mm -hmm. And also if you understand that it's a part of the genre as a whole and you can still appreciate it then what is the problem with it coming out in new music and to all of those arguments i was i would agree but with the caveat and also the simultaneous understanding that it kind of is our job to be slightly morally responsible the more that we make art we have to learn from the mistakes that other people have made i think um mm-hmm just in general and you may say that there's no mistakes in art but i do think that there is something just generally not great about the way that women are spoken about in hip-hop and like if you can uh, if you can acknowledge that also as a problem right if you make that initial caveat then like having the argument about whether or not you should or shouldn't put it in a song because of the moral culpability. Like, if you go into that already, being like, Well, it's just a genre trope, like, everybody knows it's bad. I'm like, Okay, well, if you can acknowledge that and you can say that it's bad, then the simultaneous understanding that we should do a little bit better than what's bad, I think, is okay. Um, and so yeah, that's like where I stand on it. I think that it may have also been a little bit more interesting to see a deviation in form um with this but i can also understand why they didn't um it's just part of the genre and like that's really as deep as it on the surface level that's as deep as it goes as part of the genre show it came out in the song right Mm -hmm. um but if we want to go like if we want to stab at that a little bit more like stuff does come out right um and yeah so I also do feel, there's that. I also,
0: do feel like though, like a lot of these artists like use hip hop, but they're not like deep in the culture, you know? Yeah. Like, like hip hop artists aren't really going to recognize like Rich Bryan as like a hip hop artist, partially because like he's like not making efforts to put himself in the culture, right? And I think but also
1: like so unfortunate for him.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I think it's a conscious decision on his part, but I also think because yeah. of that, it's. I think. I think because of that these artists are also not going to directly call out like specific aspects of it because the way that they deal with the way that they use hip hop and their music is always kind of like as visitors, right? Like they're, they're mm-hmm. not putting in the effort to like really be deep in the culture. So like as mm-hmm. an outsider, it always kind of feels a little weird to be like criticizing like the art, you know, or or or, or, or the mm-hmm. culture itself. Right? Like if you were mm-hmm. in it, it's a lot easier to be like, here, here guys, like these are the problems that like we have with like our culture and our art and stuff like that, and we should like address that. but if you're like an outsider, mm-hmm. right, it feels kind of weird to be like, I like your I like the music, I like the style, and I'm gonna use it mm-hmm. but also like here are some problems that I want you guys to think about. you know like that's only something you can mm-hmm. really do if you're like consciously putting yourself in the culture, which like mm-hmm. as much as eighty eight rising likes hip hop, like I think. You, I think you have to admit that like they're not in the culture, you know, like, um, yeah, and like, and and we can get to this later, but they do very much straddle a line between they they do very much straddle like the gray line of like appropriation versus like appreciation, right? And if you're already straddling that line, you don't want to be like subversive about the culture and like straight up just like criticizing it and, and stuff, you know, like, like yeah, that, but
1: I also I also am not sure if there is like. I guess, like, what I mean to say not necessarily is, like, criticism, but I think that, like, there was room for them to do something different. Mm-hmm. And I think that there was a choice where they were like, uh, eh, but why? Yeah. Why would we do something different? There's no need to do that. Like, this is just part of, this is the kind of music we're making, so this is the kind of stuff that we have to talk about. Like, I'm also saying this after having read your lyrics for your hip hop songs and having like worked with you in your music, like and again, again, I might be rapping on something. Rapping on something. Like rapping as in like knocking on something. Not like rapping on a door. She is a poet, guys. Right? Yeah, she has a poet. I... God damn it. <laughs> um I might be rapping on something that is not like not my place to talk about but i think that like after having read your lyrics and then going back to like reading red rubies and then being like yeah let's like fuck hoes and (laughs) pop perkies i'm like okay Mm. great (laughs) it's like but you know what i mean it's like
0: i i agree with you i'm just pointing out like why it would be really weird for them to Criticize this of, Like like you're totally Allowed to criticize it Because you're not Using hip hop Right Like you're not like Making money off this shit Right So like oh, Your criticisms well. Are a lot easier For you to make Right Because you're not like Using the, the art form But for them I'm
1: not capitalizing Off yeah, of it for Yeah For them that makes sense. Who are yeah.
0: capitalizing Off of it It would feel really weird For them To be criticizing it Unless they're like Purposely mm-hmm. like Trying to be deep In the culture Which they're not um, Got it Also that like That makes more sense Yeah Also like As something like just to like close out like uh, unless you want to talk more but uh, like my closing <laughs> work on it is like not all hip-hop is really like this type of stuff you know like or, or yeah. t- two things not all hip hops is really like that it's a lot of like yes. mainstream hip-hop because it's the type of stuff that makes money and like we can have a different <laughs> conversation about like the type of stuff yeah. that makes money and also like yeah. because there's like conscious hip-hop and stuff like that you know like we got like her country yeah. and like Jay Gold and stuff like that and they, and they they dabble a little bit in it but it's not all of it and also like I don't think it's all just hip-hop culture that's bringing this, like, hyper-sexualized, like, thing. It's I also mm-hmm. think it's, like, a little bit of, like, L.A. culture in general, you know? Like, yeah, L.A. is the city known for, like, parties and decadence and, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. really strong nightlife and, like, probably drugs yeah. and sex and money and stuff like that. <laughs> like, it's not just hip-hop that's, I think, putting these lyrics in here, you know? It's also, like, oh, yeah, the L.A. No. culture in general.
1: Yeah, it's the setting, for sure. And, again, like... I mean, the one thing that I can't fault us for is not being true to form. Like I listen to this song and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like American hip hop, you know, um, and whatever that means to whoever is listening is like what it means. Right. And hip hop as a genre is so extensive and there's so many moving parts. There's so many like amazing artists that are, you know, putting puzzle pieces together in places that need to those pieces to exist and like they're putting out music that is constructive and that has a goal and has a message and I absolutely vibe with all of that like I think it's amazing um just for this song in particular like not my favorite um <laughs> I I think that like even the like even the chorus like red rubies and they bleep per- perky's make me sleep pops some perks I'm at OD trying <laughs> to fight away the demons like you said perks, like, five times, man. Like, I get it. You're doing drugs. Wonderful. Like, even just on, like, a lyrical level, I think it's just very basic. Um, there isn't really much that I'm taking away from this song in terms of, like, any specific experience. Um, it's just, it's I, again, it's just not my yeah, thing. Um, I, I think... And I think that just, yeah, particularly for this album, too, when we were talking about, like, what it's doing just on a meta level of like having these, <laughs> having a bunch of immigrants make music, right? <laughs> like um, this is just slightly disappointing. And I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were trying to make us proud with this. Yeah. Song. <laughs> I also think something,
0: something that like, I, is this going to be a criticism of like the entire album in general? Is that like, they use a lot yeah. of like themes that appear in hip hop, like drugs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it very much feels like they're copying the aesthetic rather than like kind of understanding why this stuff like appears and like it yep. and stuff like that because like yeah like like you listen to a song like by like um like Young Boy, like for example, right? he's a little after this time, but like when he talks about drugs, he sounds really lost and scared and like he needs help, and like drugs yeah. are a way to deal with that. You feel a lot of pain in it, right? Mm-hmm. And like like. He he had clearly has some problems growing up in America with racism and like poverty and stuff like that, and like yeah. he clearly doesn't know how to deal with that except drugs, right? And then yeah. like every once in a while he's also like pleading for someone to save him. Right? It, it, it's yeah. It's a very interesting album. Um, I
1: mean like Juice World's music was like that too. Yeah. Like and and yeah, and I, absolutely. I feel like
0: something that like feels weird about this album, like as someone who like is, like a lot deeper into hip hop. Is that like it feels like it's using those ideas, but because it's cool and fun, not because it's authentic, you know? But like when artists like that like use it, it's really authentic and really kind of scary and sad and like painful, Mm -hmm. right? But when like Mm -hmm. they, but when like you just read the lyrics for like Red Rubies and like they're talking about like popping pills, like in the chorus, right? Mm
1: -hmm. They're
0: doing it because it's fun, right? Yeah. And it really doesn't like encapsulate a lot of like the authenticity that you get from like how like. Themes of like drug use and stuff like that are like, you know, and like other parts of hip hop, right? And it, and it, like,
2: yeah,
0: I love this album, but like, there are points in which it feels like they're really copying aesthetics more than they're actually like, Mm -hmm. it dare I say, it feels closer to appropriation than appreciation, like, sometimes, yeah. (laughs) I also
1: just think that, like, even though they do sort of touch on like. I mean, there's, like, that verse that's, like, is this real or am I dreaming? I need to know. Now you cut me deep. I can't stop bleeding. I've been on the deep end fighting all these demons. Don't think you can help me, but that's, that's just true. what they tell me. Like, like there is that, but also, like, in general, the problem with Percocets, specifically when we're talking about, like, hip-hop culture in black communities, like, the reason perks are a problem is because of, like, systemic racism, yeah. right? Like, yeah. at the end of the day, like, if a black person is rapping about this, you know that there is a set history and there is, like, a culture and there is all of this stuff. Um, I'm not saying that the people who wrote this didn't necessarily go through the same things, but when I hear somebody who isn't black talking about it, I'm also skeptical, right? I'm not saying that it's impossible, but also I'm like, what do you like know why that's actually a bad thing and you don't necessarily want your audience to be there and so that's why it edges i think more on the appropriation side than it does on the appreciation side because Mm. if i'm asking those questions yeah you probably didn't like hit it right you know what i mean Mm. um and again like if if i'm wrong somebody please tell me right (laughs) But it just kind of, like you said, um, it edges a little bit more on, like, like, when they say, like, perkies and perks and, like, all of this stuff talking about that. I'm like, oh, this is, like, it, exactly like you said. It feels more like an aesthetic than it does an actual lived experience. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, all right. So, yeah. We spent a lot of time in Red rubies, And we don't even. And, we and, did. And you don't even like <laughs>
1: that song. This isn't <laughs> even my favorite song.
0: Which <laughs> <laughs> is great.
1: Uh but I mean I think it was I think it was a valuable conversation though. I was glad to hear um what you had to say yeah. about it. Uh, for sure. Okay.
0: Yeah. This this was, is this was fun. Okay. Uh This was that was a good pools. convo. How you feeling about that one? This is where so, we get our first Higher Brothers song.
1: Okay, so Yes.
0: First two song first song was Joji Nikki, the next one is uh Rich Brian with like a couple of, like uh also with Higher Brothers actually. Huh. Also yes. with Higher Brothers and then a couple of like uh artists like outside of the label so we also got like young bands and a uh, and young pinch and dunkrez, who are who are uh black artists um but yes. i don't want to focus too much on the artists outside of like 88 rising in this one so like just kind of keep it focused on like the the, the 88 rising artists just to, like hit that yeah uh so um, how do you feel about swimming pool <laughs>
1: okay so the the cool thing about this is that like i when I look up Swimming Pool or when I think, like, when I hear the song title Swimming Pool, I'm immediately, I just immediately think of Kendrick. Yeah. I'm like, Swimming Pools" by Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> right? Um, and so I think maybe this song was like a riff off of that. Um, and most of the song is actually in Chinese, Um I'm not entirely sure which kind of Chinese. Um I don't know if it's like Mandarin or Cantonese, but um there's for the most part, they're rapping in a different language. So it's mm-hmm. not entirely clear on the first listen, at least not to me because I don't speak that language of like what this song is about, but you got that like very hard trap kind of, you know, good beat going. Um, the 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 higher brothers just go in, right? Like on. just immediately you're <laughs> okay. like, oh. Okay, he's flowing, right? Um, But then, you know, you go into the translation of the lyrics, and um, it's uh, talking about money. Uh, (laughs) Talking about some, you know, Gucci things. um, And... Uh, swimming pools by Kendrick Lamar is about alcoholism yeah. and this this song is not about alcoholism which was slightly disappointing for me <laughs> which I never thought I would say that this song's not about alcoholism how disappointing but um it's still it's still a good song i think out of all of the uh rap songs that i did listen to in this album i find this one very impressive cuz the way that they like switch back and forth between um speaking chinese and then speaking english in the rap verses is actually really really cool and kind of sounds like your mom when she yells at you in both languages and it's kind of awesome I like that's what they were aiming for but, <laughs> no but, but that's what it reminds believe, me of it's me, cool. it's compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no what about you
0: uh i i i like the song or like i can i can vibe to it uh i think i'm, I'm not the biggest higher brother fan i'm just gonna like mm. admit that straight up like not not my favorite artist uh like, like, I I think they're okay. But I do, I do yeah. like something about just, like, you know, like, if you're gonna have a, like, a band, like, a group of people, or a group of, like, singers in particular, uh, something real fun to always do is just to, like, double your chorus, but, like, with a different person singing, like, the, the, the second half of it, right? Just to, like, mix it up and, like, see how different, like, artists approach, like, the same words, right? And, like, mm-hmm. I think that's something, just, like, just, like, a neat little thing about this song, right? It's, like, Mm-hmm. one of the higher brothers like does this the uh does the chorus and another one like does an encore of it and like that's just fun yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh, probably i think this might be like i i enjoy it it might be like the one i forget the most
1: <laughs> you're like i don't remember that this exists
0: i think okay nothing wrong might be the one i forget the most and then maybe this one and you're also right like when you think Hip hop, and you think swimming pools like it's gotten yeah. hard not to like be thinking about like Can't take Lamar That song is like, a yeah, fucking... that album's a fucking masterpiece, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, um, and I'm never um, gonna be able to not look at it that way again. So thanks, you just yeah, ruined the no, song for yeah. me. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay, but
1: I, I mean, and like, I've we have a f- complaints about this album as cool as we do think it is, and here's one of mine. I think that I did get excited for that. Like when I was listening to it in the car, because that's when I listened to it all the way through, um, I I saw like Swimming Pool pop up on my like car dashboard thing as like the song that was coming up. And like for a second, I did like a double take because I was like, I'm so used to that song playing in my car as the Kendrick song, right? And so to see like Swimming Pool 88 Rising was like kind of awesome (laughs) in like a weird meta personal mental association way and um uh, like i think if they had played around with that it would have been fucking cool it would have yeah it, you know so um if if they like, were able man. to
0: acknowledge like the connection between swimming pools and like kentuck lamar and like hip-hop and stuff like that that would have been a very big step for them to be more on the appreciation side of like yes. that than the appropriations side of it they didn't mm-hmm. It potential. It could have been. Which but also is like, yes. Uh, yes. This type of album, like I feel like, it's not one that like they th- put a lot of thought in before recording. It It feels very much like a label album in which you got a bunch of people like in the studio and like let's hammer something out. I I, I don't actually know how this album was made, but it feels like that. <laughs>
1: we should have maybe done a little bit more research, but that's okay. I, mean, but I like, think that, but yeah. <laughs> like if you are talking about like someone who's listening to this on their own, like an everyday person listening to this probably isn't going to do their own research either way. Mm-hmm. So like, this is a pretty honest like review of what's going on. Um, I just like, this is one of the moments and there are many more moments in this album that I feel this way of like, Oh, like that would have been such a cool concept for y'all to mess around with. And it's also like, if you're making music in LA and stuff and you were drawing inspiration from hip hop, there's no way that you don't know that there's a Kendrick Lamar song called Swimming Pools. So like why why? Like, nah. You're right, also you're right. Also if they had named this song like Bankroll or like LA or Gucci Pants or Give it a Chinese name. Or yeah, or like, um I mean I think it's like the lyrics are like the chorus is like filled my gucci pants with some bankrolls rmb dollars and pesos i jumped into the swimming pool from the second floor balcony recorded my demo just by talking nonsense filled my gucci pants with some bankrolls like make the song called bankrolls like the swimming pools aspect of this isn't even part of the concept of the song as a whole so why even go there i am putting Um, my foot down
0: the name of the song should have been gucci pants (laughs) i i i genuinely believe that now the more I think about it and like (laughs) you can't convince me otherwise
1: gucci pants (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love that um also like i just think it makes more sense Mm -hmm. like i don't know i just i have so many more questions about the title that i should (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah i don't know but that was just me i'm glad that you like know about that song and kind of know where, where i'm coming from with that
0: also i promised um, uh a bit of like background on like the artists as we get through it and like i have not been following up on that promise <laughs> so like uh if you do like swimming pool we're uh, apparently not the biggest fans of it but if you do like swimming pool the higher brothers are uh, like they were an underground chinese hip-hop like group right they blew up like in a pretty short amount of time really quickly and then 88 rising mm-hmm. picked them up uh and then and then they came here and like they did their stuff. And like they're still like and like they're they're really interesting in like the way that they mix like um this like LA vibey hip hop stuff. Because like Chinese hip hop is like has a very specific vibe to it. It's like hmm. That might be a whole nother episode. We can do like Vava oh, or something yes. like that. But like yes. Chinese hip hop has a very specific aesthetic to it and like Higher Brothers mm-hmm. kind of like shrouded the line between that and like an American version of it. Um
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is like I said, they're not my favorite, but, like, it is interesting in its own way. Uh, mm-hmm. And, like, if anyone, like, does like the song and want to hear more of um, my favorite album that they've done is Five Stars. Uh, mm. I know they have, like, other ones, but, like, that's the one that, like, I have been able to, like, vibe with the most. Not, mm-hmm. like, the best thing I've ever listened to, but, like, you know,
1: I can fuck with it. <laughs> mm. You wouldn't give Five Stars to Five Stars.
0: Maybe five out of ten stars. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not a bad album. Uh, I take it back. Right. Uh, My joke stands, but it's not it's not a bad album. Maybe like 7 no. or something like that.
1: 6. I don't I think that's the sickest burn you've ever made on this show. <laughs> <laughs> five really? How's that? How... more like 5 out of 10 stars. How's that
0: How's that How is that worse than anything I said about Renna's girlfriend? I'm pretty sure everything
1: I said okay, about Rainer girlfriend like... was
0: like 10 times more mean.
1: Yes, but I feel like you didn't think about that before you said it. It was like a hundred (laughs) percent organic roast. Like, for Reddit girlfriend, we had been roasting that for like the past week or so. So like, no, that was gold. I love that. I'm gonna write that down. (laughs) Um, All right. I also I have like a compilation in my notes. It's very short tangent of like iconic that i'm making it at the moment right okay. now, but there's like iconic on phrases <laughs> and the other day on was in town and we went to a cafe and i looked over his music and um we were talking about a lyric that mentioned mental health and he goes <laughs> i was like okay like what about therapy and he was like there is therapy but we're asian <laughs> I'm keeping that forever. <laughs> That's never going away. Can I get that tattooed on my arm? <laughs> like <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh my god, okay. Yeah. So uh the next song. <laughs>
0: okay, okay, the next song.
1: The next song is Peach Jam, which is uh
0: Joji and Blockboy a- JB. Okay. It's a Ro. it's a cutie one i love joji
1: it's love so, so good <laughs> he's he's a good guy joji
0: i think it's uh, really yes. i think this album is really interesting and maybe the next one maybe head in clouds two. I, I haven't thought too much about head in the cloud 2. even though hot take head in the cloud 2 is a better album but whatever um <laughs> uh, i really like these head in the cloud albums because like we're getting Joji, but we're not getting like Sad Boy Joji. We're getting like L.A. Beach Vibe Joji. So like sometimes he's like, so he's like having a lot more fun than we're normally used to. What Joji's doing, uh, yeah. And sometimes he's rapping. I think like in Head in the Clouds too that he actually has like a whole rap verse so it's great. Uh, <laughs> we, that's a, that's another episode. That's another episode.
1: I keep. We just gotta do like a whole episode on Joji. We should at some point, right?
0: Or maybe like an episode on each of Joji's albums because I think each of them deserve their own thing uh, uh what do you think about the song though
1: i i thought it was like a good change of form because i think that the first two like songs are very trap hard kind of and then this kind of it breaks the monotony a little bit it's a little bit more like r&b mm-hmm. you know a little bit more honestly a little bit more joji like when i listened to the song i was like oh this is, this is joji song you know um I, I think it's, I think this is, like, also, mm, the, so when Black Boy starts, right, um, there is, uh, to be honest with you, his verse is kind of funny, um, you my baby like fetus <laughs> i don't know if i appreciate that lyric necessarily but um got her on her knees like she prayed to you're jesus you're not saying if
0: someone uses that as a pickup line
1: please don't ever use that as a pickup line um it's like the same way i feel about like when people are like a sexy baby which was like a lyric that was made famous by taylor swift now in her like anti-hero song and now everybody's using it it's like there's like a sexy baby aesthetic now and stuff i'm like why are we putting these two words next to each other
0: i didn't know that i'm not i am not on the internet for these reasons
1: (laughs) i am not on the internet for these reasons either but i'm also like my algorithm knows that i'm a girl and so like and i don't even have tiktok but like i've heard from my friends that this is now like a tiktok trend That's um interesting yeah there's like god i'm gonna go on a tangent again but there's like this like dark feminism thing which is like a whole thing and then there's like the sexy baby aesthetic which is like the opposite of the dark femininity trend mm-hmm. um and it just every time i hear those two words together it like makes my chest like <laughs> feel so uncomfortable but um yeah so the first to be
0: fair first first for me i've always felt baby as a pet name was always really weird like, like like i was never a big fan of pet names in general like i'm really uncomfortable but baby i think is the one that like makes me feel the weirdest like like,
1: like why why would i call somebody that i'm in love with romantically baby yeah
0: that that, that one's the one that just like i, th- I think they're all just kind of not great but <laughs> but but that one's the one that i think is the worst
1: i love that we're getting into like what your romantic preferences are like ladies listen up if you like being called baby don't hit me up i i I ain't be doing that like (laughs) um i mean valid like that's fine um i think at this point though like baby and babe are so ingrained in our culture as like pet names it's not necessarily weird to call like your significant other that just on like a meta level like societally it's not a weird thing because it's like so much so in that direction that it's not like a weird thing at this point anymore but definitely like sexy baby like calling somebody a sexy baby or referring to like the kinds of clothes that you wear as like a sexy baby aesthetic or like sexy baby makeup it's just this like that specific lyric like you my baby like fetus it gives me the same <laughs> viscerally uncomfortable reaction that i get to looking at that kind of stuff um but besides that um i think that there is just a more and like i i would say that it's really only found in the Black boy verse the second verse um of, again, this, like, really weird need to refer to women only sexually and also as bitches. But it's not awful. Like, I don't think it goes as hard as Red Rupees does. Um And, I don't know. I do think it's cute, like, it's cuter and it does, like, a, a bit more in terms of, like, avoiding the necessarily grodier parts of this um but yeah there's sort of the still kind of oh we're talking about ladies gotta yeah i think you're trying to give it a little more credit i i don't
0: think it deserves <laughs> it like 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 you read the lyrics like yeah that's what it i is. mean but... i
1: give it more credit for not being as bad as red rubies that's but fair. the lyrics are not awesome either but i like the aesthetic of this song more than
0: i also just really love joji on the chorus here but like yeah irregardless regardless regardless of the lyrics you're the english yeah. major you tell me uh regardless of the lyrics <laughs> joji just hit a really really catchy chorus here yes like, this is something and i definitely just like without thinking just vibe too
1: i also think that just that i love the I love the aesthetic that the chorus gives you just on like a verbal level, like take you on a picnic then for a ride, write it all, write it all right, hold the door open, baby let me come inside, spoonful of love in your peach jam. Like that gives me a very like interesting image but it's like there's a color that I see in my head when I hear those lyrics. And it's like a peachy pink color. And I think that just listening to that and with the beat and everything that the music is doing, it's just like it takes you on this ride with the song, which I think is great. Like, you're just in it when you're listening to it. Mm-hmm, and I like mm-hmm. that. I like it when music can do that, yeah. you know. Um, also, so uh, that's cute.
0: We promised talking about artists. So, like, I think you know more <laughs> about Joji than I do. So, like, you give me the rundown here.
1: I actually don't know as much about Joji as I wish I did. Uh, He used to be Freaky Frank on YouTube, and he kind of blew up for making like some zany videos of himself acting acting weird in a pink jumpsuit and all that good stuff. But now he makes sad boy music. Like, (laughs) real... (laughs) He goes in on that sad boy shit, I'm saying. Um, and, And he's had like, a lot of songs at this point that have been part of the popular consciousness, um, which is great. I think he makes really, really good, insightful music about love and heartbreak and living, and um, his vibe is very particular. He has this, like, male Lana Del Rey thing going on that I think works for him very well. Like, When I say Joji, a lot of people's initial reactions to that is like, oh, like the guy who makes like sad emo music. And I'm like, yeah, but it's so good. And it's like, yeah, Yeah. you know, um, he just makes music that hits in a very specific, like emotional way that I think just works very well for him. And, um, yeah, I think that Definitely, out of all of the artists that come out in 88 Rising, like, Nikki and Joji are the ones that are the most successful individual artists. And there's, like, a reason why Joji is so successful Mm -hmm. right now, with our generation particularly. He just makes music that resonates with us very strongly, I think. And his vocals are just so good.
0: So good and unique. Yeah, I think the one thing I really love about Joji, like, like this whole, like, uh, Heads in the Clouds album... Has like this really strong LA aesthetic, right? Um, and it feels very Asian American because of that. And I think it's a really strong point for it. But also, like outside of the album, not all of the artists leave that in this album. Like they, they kind of like take this like LA like thing with them. And like it feels like they're not being really unique or authentic to themselves in their music, mm-hmm. right? It feels like the type of things you expect to hear from Asian Americans. So this is what you're going to get. Whereas mm-hmm. Joji and like Nikki and arguably rich brian's earlier work uh you hear it and it's like it's got a very distinct themness to it joji the most probably where it's like this doesn't sound like anything you would ever expect from like an asian american artist right it's got none of the la stuff Mm -hmm. it's got none of like the stereotypical asian stuff you know it's not hitting Mm -hmm. k-pop or like j-rock or anything it's just joji Mm -hmm. shit um Mm -hmm. which is something i just really appreciate about the artist where it's like he's just really just being authentic and true to himself and like making like the thing that's most pure to him right um and it's so yeah and it's also like just so interesting to like see him be able to do that because not many artists can go from doing something like filthy frank leave that behind like literally just like shed that and then create a new like artistic identity like that just does not happen very often
1: that's true yeah (laughs) Um... I also do think that like I, I, there are a lot of people who are fans of Joji's that have no idea that he was freaky for Filthy Frank Crazy. and then like when they find <laughs> out when they find out and they watch th- his videos from before they're like who is this man? He's been lying to me this whole time. And I think that's like so special and funny. Um I also think that like you were touching on how like Joji has his own aesthetic. And I think it's also very interesting because I think that there are now like male Asian artists that have kind of, like, been following Joji's, like, vein a little bit, too. Like, I listen to some of Keshi's music. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I know what this is kind of thing. Um, I, it's just really cool because, like, he's very clearly a trailblazer, and you can, like, track that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's awesome.
0: I do agree. Like, a lot of, I think, the more successful mainstream Asian-American artists are actually less hip-hop and more, like, Joji, R&B, Nicki R&B type stuff. Right yeah. And, like, if I had to predict a trajectory for, like, Asian-American music, like, that would probably be it more than, like, hip-hop actually is. Even though 88 Rising is so into hip-hop, it just feels like Asian-Americans having way more success and, like, way more, like, interesting authenticity in the realm of, like, R&B and stuff like that. And that's, like, cool. You know, mm-hmm. like like, I'm down for that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I do think that it's interesting that... just in general though how love in and of itself is like a concept that a lot of people can find success in in terms of making art like nikki has her heartbreak songs but her song that was like on the internet for like a good the good part of a year was like indigo right where she's just like let's have sex in your car right like
0: (laughs) and it goes great like you know she
1: has (laughs) she has like she doesn't necessarily talk about, like, a, an Asian-American experience, you know, like, the stuff that she talks about in her music, the stuff that Joji talks about in his music is stuff that just everybody can identify with. I will say that the charm of some of these hip-hop songs... Um, Is, like, the ability of hip-hop as a genre to have a space to hold for talking about specific cultural nuance, Mm -hmm. right? Like, the charm of Joji is that he is universal. He is for everybody. But the charm of, like, making hip-hop songs and, like, the space that that holds for us as, like, a people and as a culture is that, like, hip-hop is where you go to talk about culture, community, like, fucked-up Shit, you know, like that's where you go, right? Mm. Um I would never expect Joji to hop on the mic and be like here's generational trauma from the war. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like like that's not gonna happen, right? Yeah. Um John Stewart you know, has like so... this like
0: bit that I love where he's like like white people after like George Floyd was like, We really should listen to black people <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, they made a whole like genre of music to talk about these problems. What do you mean you need to start listening now? And like like it's kind of not completely true like there is hip-hop that's not about like like racial trauma and shit like that but like absolutely yeah there is a lot of it that is and a lot of the like the early stuff that really hit people and resonate with people was that you know
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely so yeah i think that like both genres are like have their own charms but like that is one of the reasons why joji and nikki and keshi right like we mentioned him is like this is a reason why they are like considered more mainstream i would say Mm -hmm. is that like they do have this very universal they make universal music like i would never in a million years expect the higher brothers to enter the mainstream just because of the way that they make art like Mm -hmm. The switching back and forth between, like, Chinese and then English, like, that kind of rap appeals to a more specific niche group of people than, like, the song Glimpse of Us does, you know? And there's nothing wrong with either one, but there is a little bit more of, like, a more, like, cultural thing that we're seeing going on with, like, the hip-hop songs in this album, I would say. Um, and so, yeah, like, when I listen to this song, I'm like, oh, it's about, like, love. That's a Joji song, right? It's That's not true. about, yeah. It's not about Percocets, right? Like, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think this song does what it does, and it does it well. But it's not necessarily about anything deeper yeah. than.
0: Also, something about Joji that I found out recently that I think is just really interesting is that like, he's like. Can he live most of his life in Japan? I, I I always thought because of like his internet stuff as like Filthy Frank and stuff like that that he was like American, you know? Because, like we had so many mm. Asian American YouTubers doing like that type of stuff. Uh, yeah, threw me in for a loop when I found out that like he's, like Japanese most of like from Japan.
1: <laughs> did you did you almost say he's Japanese most of the time?
0: <laughs> I stopped myself because I knew that that was a <laughs> sentence that did not make sense.
1: that was hilarious i love that all right midsummer madness also god damn we're only like five songs in and we've been talking for an hour
0: that's a very our own canon thing to do frankly that is a very (laughs) our
1: own canon thing to do holy crap though
0: all right we'll get through Um, this uh as quickly but also i want to give the stuff like yeah i don't want to pull back just because i'm trying to rush things but um Midsummer Menace. I I do worry that this one might take a while because this is a very. The. Possibly the most popular song on this album?
1: I would say that it's probably this song that's the most famous out of this album. And then I would say, like, right below that is Head in the Clouds. Uh Like, those are the two songs that, like, blew up. Yeah. For this. Yeah.
0: It also has, like, crazy lineup joe G, rich brian higher brothers august 08 yeah all 88 rising members i'll talk about august 08 a little more later when we get like a song that's more specifically his but like this is like the quintessential like what this to me is kind of like the quintessential like what 88 rising is you know like mm-hmm. um it, it's like it's got like the really la thing real laid back you know like we're having a lot of fun with it um and also like l- lyrically i think it's like it's not, musically and lyrically, I feel like it's not so much, like, digging into what I was saying earlier, like, topping the aesthetic, right? This one mm-hmm. feels, like, very much his own thing. Like, when, when Rich Brian's, like, rapping on it, like, he really is, like, doing his very specific, like, Rich Brian, like, rap. When Joji's singing on it, he's doing, like, his Joji stuff. You his know? Like Joji all thing, to being them yeah. Most, like, themselves on this album, I th- or on the song, mm-hmm. I think.
1: No, uh, there's I I this song is on like three of my personal playlists. Like I I love this song. Um, there's really nothing like much I can say about it. I think that like in terms of what Head in the Clouds I think quintessentially is and tries to encompass is like this, you know, because there's that like R and B like thing that Joji's doing, and then you hear Rich Brian like rapping, right? And then mm-hmm. there's that verse where it goes back and forth again between like English and Chinese, like. It's doing all of the things that the rest of the album is doing, and it just yeah. punches you in the face with it, and it's fucking amazing. If like, I had that. to, like,
0: introduce 88 Rising in one song, it would be probably yes song. <laughs> yes.
1: And I think that this is, like, it's just the album doing what it's doing, you know? And I, I really like this song. Um There's... Yeah, no, there's really not much else I can say about it. Like, I, I listened I listened to this song and Head in the Clouds the most, I would say, out of the album. And I do think that, like, I've heard people playing Midsummer Madness and Head in the Clouds in, like, public places. Like, I've heard this song played in, like, retail stores, you know? Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it was one of the bigger songs that came out of this album. And I think there's a reason for that. Like, it's good. It's Go also, like, it if a you already. perfect
0: summer Time vibe song, like yeah. like this is like road trip, like yeah. windows down, like you know it, it it's the perfect thing to be listening to when you are when you're just like want to be in that summertime mood.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna close my door real quick.
0: All right, cool. That
1: <laughs> ah, almost smack myself in the face with my mic. My All mic- right. Head- sorry Uh, um there's just like a draft coming in from the (laughs) living room
0: (laughs) all right next song uh plans featuring vori and we have nikki on this song so i'll let you say something before i start gushing
1: i have to keep like looking up the lyrics to these songs so please forgive me if it looks like i'm just looking down i'm looking at the lyrics um all right plans 88 rising let's go Also Nikki's mommy, like <laughs> tag that, clip it, put it everywhere. Like Nikki's my mommy. I love her. I would let her kick me in the face. Okay. Um
0: I don't What am I supposed to do with this information?
1: I don't know. You can do whatever you want with it. But like I love her, okay? I would die for her. Um Uh okay. So this is and I hate to, like, say this again, because I've been talking about it with Joji, too, but, like, this is a very Nikki song. This is very, it's very, like...
0: I love, like, how, like... Make
1: love to me in the sunset (laughs) vibes, you know? And she's doing, she's doing the absolute most with, like, the little descriptions that she does. But honestly, like, something that I respect so much about Nikki, too, is that, like she kind of has certain parts of hip-hop that she takes, like, R&B and talking about, like, sex in this, like, very specific way, but also, like, she doesn't ever fall too far down that hole. Like, there's a couple times in her songs where she's like, I know you have a girlfriend, I don't really care, which is definitely, like, a female hip-hop R&B thing to say is, like, break up with your girlfriend, I'm bored type thing, or, like, I know (laughs) that you have a girlfriend, but I could probably... (laughs) I guess that is, I don't know, is, I mean, it's Ariana Grande, so I don't know if I would classify that necessarily as hip-hop, but, like, <laughs> like you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, that Doja Cat vibe of, like, I don't give a fuck, I just want to get in your pants, you know?
0: Yeah. And
1: then, but but she never is, she never goes, like, all the way down that way, right? Like, in the chorus, she's like, if I got plans, then you got plans. Tell your hating ass mans that you got a girlfriend, like, kind of thing, you know? Um,
0: I feel so like. So she does
1: hit that. But she, in the first verse, like, waking up to the sounds of you, loving me, loving the shower, and on the counter, and on the table, you know how to throw down, and that's everything. Coffee and waffles, eggs with a toast, I love it when you do the most, is, like, the best way to talk about having sex with somebody. (laughs) It's, like, definitely appreciation over appropriation, Uh and also, like... It's just poetically lovely to read and to listen to.
0: I think so. the thing I really love about Nikki as, like, an artist when she... Uh, well, it's not the thing I love about Nikki, but it is something that, like, that I think is cool about the artist is that, like, when she's, like, talking about, like, sex and stuff like that, it's not... It's, like, sex in the context of, like, love, right? It's, yeah. it's not, like, beat over the head, like, we're only just talking about sex. And, like, there's room for that. Like Like, I'm not knocking that type of shit. Like, there is room for that. We got, like... Cardi B rolls with that in a really interesting way. And, like, maybe we can have Uh, a a conversation with that. But, like, I also say,
1: like, Doja Cat, like, every, like, Doja Cat, Nicki Minaj, like, even SZA, right? And I would say that, like, out mm. of those three artists, like, Nicki is the closest to SZA. Just in terms of, like, what they do with their music and the kind of music that they put out. Like, that R&B soft, softer kind of thing. But, like, there is a very clear atmosphere of, like, yeah getting down and i don't
0: even think it's just a hip-hop thing i think it's just like a pop thing in general because like yeah we're all like kind of on like it's i don't i don't think it's like completely true but like pop culture is kind of on like a little weird feminist kick a very specific type of feminist kick where it's like the type of like like reclaiming like sexuality in like a really really hardcore intense way to where it's like sex is how i'm more powerful Right? And stuff like that. And, like, there's room for that. Like, like I'm not knocking it. There's room for that. Um, but, you know, like, there's also, like, a whole other, like, unexplored, like, thing in, like, pop music that's also about, like, sexuality and, like, the, in the context of love. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is something that I think, like, this song, like, really does well. I think Nicki, in general, when she's talking about sex, like, honestly, like, hits that type of stuff in, like, mm-hmm. in, in I, I, I hesitate to say much more interesting, in a different way that we don't see, which makes it interesting in, like, a semi-subvertive type of way yeah i think that's like yeah really cool also yeah just rhythmically melodically like her Mm -hmm. coming in on this song the song starts you hear her just flexing her her musical talent on you immediately
1: yes and it's (laughs) so good so good (laughs) no she can hit me with a truck and i would say thank you (laughs) thank you and good night like Um, also, like, uh, we gotta mention Vori, like, Vori's doing, Vori's doing She's some doing good work. stuff in this, She's too. Um, I love that she mentions, like, Hindu in this, like, <laughs> you learned everything from Hindu and it's working for you, like, I fucking love that lyric, I vibe with that so hard. Um, also, like, another perfect example of, like, bringing this, like, weird little thing from your culture, just, like, throwing it in there, like, you would never hear a white person talking about that, right? Like, sure it's Vori's- so good.
0: Is he white? Is he? I'm pretty sure he's black,
1: but I don't know. I love it. I think that <laughs> that's just like a niche little thing where I was like, "Oh, cute." Um, still,
0: yeah. still a great song, and I think he complements the song perfectly. Like, yes, if there's like, like this was a perfect choice for what the song needed to be.
1: Now perfect. I have to look up if Vory is white because I need to know. <laughs> Lori is black. Okay. Thank uh-huh. God. I was about to be like, I didn't mean to roast white people for being uncultured, but. Um... <laughs> Oops. <laughs> this is going to be on the internet forever. Thank yes, you. Yes. Um... <laughs>
0: but yeah, this song, the song's great. I think like, no, it's good. perfect feature. All right. Mm-hmm. They sound. It's, it's weird to talk about music and artists in terms of like chemistry because it's not really like acting, but they sound like they got a lot of like chemistry on this, on the song. Like, yeah, like, there's a lot of like good like vibe checks going on here, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I'm feeling it. Uh,
1: oh, I forgot that this song is on this album.
0: What song? The next one. History. History. Yeah,
1: the next one by Rich Brian. I forgot that this is on the I album. I think this, this is might also a really of my famous song.
0: Rich Brian's songs. Period. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> like, Rich <laughs> Brian has a pretty strong discography, but mm. I think I, I can't. I'm looking at a Spotify page, and I can't believe Edamame is just like, number one song, because I... It's fine. <laughs> Not as good as History. History, I think, this is his best song. Straight Okay, up.
1: but Edamame is a bob. Like, call me basic, but I love that song. Um, But, no, this song is very good. This song is also very Rich Brian. Like... Yeah. Um, There's, like, a... I don't know. Like, Rich Brian also has a very specific hip-hop aesthetic that he's playing with that I think works for him very well but this song is like i heard it and i didn't even have to look at the song like you know like the artist to be like ah that's rich brian i know what he sounds like um but this is a cute song like i like the lyrics in the song too
0: i love when rich brian is just like talking about his um just like 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 we were talking about earlier how like in this album sometimes it like cops a hip hop aesthetic and it's not very authentic to the artist right mm-hmm. this one is like he's using hip-hop but he's using hip-hop in his own way and talking about things that like he kind of wants to talk about you know like it doesn't mm-hmm. ever feel like he's like trying to like pander to what hip-hop should sound like he's just using hip-hop in the way that like he wants to right and mm-hmm. i think like this song benefits so much for it right mm-hmm. and it's also like he just keeps it real you know like this is not something that when you think hip-hop what it would be right but I think the great thing about hip-hop is when artists are being authentic like that that's i think the key to hip-hop for me it's like you got to be authentic Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't sound like something hip-hop normally is right Mm -hmm. and just like him talking about like how he's like missing this girl and like how they got history and like i just like want to get back with you and shit like that it's like like go for it man like
1: (laughs) i i also just love like and again we've talked a bit about this before and i'm gonna bring it up again because i'm annoying as fuck but the way that the way that he talks about this girl it's like you can't like you know they were in love and you mm-hmm. know that he loves her and there's just I'm sorry <laughs> Can you like not Thank you Um <laughs> snowball feature he has lots of things to say but was oh, no, the... your audio
0: only she
1: was she turned oh, yeah. around Looked at it <laughs> And <cat. laughs> I I looked at him. I gave him a stern looking at. Um, no, but the ver- even the first verse, like, Ain't nobody here. Know you like I do. Ask all your friends if they know about the size of your shoes, how you like to cry when you laugh when you off the booze. I moved on, but I still remember a thing or two. I know you said, give me a hug. And I said, give me a break. I wasn't trying my best. All the mistakes that I made. Like that shit just hits different. Yeah. And also it's like, if you just read that, it's beautiful and it hits. He and also f- it's like, yeah. yeah he also good.
0: feels really sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know, like true apologies or like true. Yeah. Like, is guilt the word? Uh, True yeah. regret. Yeah. a very difficult thing to nail. Right. Mm-hmm. And he genuinely feels really like, like he made a mistake and like mm-hmm. I'm not sure whoever he's talking to necessarily should get back with him, like, you know, circumstances <laughs> and whatnot. But like I will say that like he does sound like he regrets the uh-huh. ways that he fucked up. Oh, and he, that's also mm-hmm. a cool thing. He admits kind of like the ways he fucked up in the song. Like like
1: Yeah. No, that doesn't yeah. happen
0: a lot uh in real yeah. life or in music.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I I don't know. I also think that like when you listen to this song the first time, you could be like, oh, like this is a bop," and then you read the lyrics and you just appreciate the song that much more. Which, like, I love that when music does that. When you're when the musicality and the meaning is balanced and also like adds on top of one another. Like, I don't think history would be the same song also if it was like an R and B song sung by Nicki. Like, mm-hmm. there's something so true to form about like Rich Brian using like a Like, we got history, you know? Like, he's bouncing on the beat. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, with, and then putting these like deep ass lyrics on top of it of like, if you're not listening, you can jam with it, but also like, if you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. And that's awesome. I love that he does that. I just Um, want more of
0: this shit. Also, like, yeah. um, And
1: I did not realize, like, I just completely forgot (laughs) that this song was on this album.
0: Also, the part of the song that just on a producer level. Where the, the the music cuts out, Bet you got no bet you got nobody here to make your day brighter sun brighter. It's just like like they knew they had gold on that rhythm yeah. and they were yeah. like, We're just gonna highlight it, cut the music, let him yes. flow on the beat. Right? Or yes. flow on just, just let him go at it, you know? Because like yes. we got gold here. <laughs>
1: and it's so good and it works so well. And like of all the hip hop artists that I do listen to, I think Rich Brian has He's got something, and I think he's still necessarily trying to find it. I don't think he's quite found it yet, but there's, like, so many times where he, he just hits gold, and I'm like, just keep doing this, bro. He feels like, like... Yeah. Edamame, Edamame is, like, a cute song, but, like, history is just...
0: Peak Rich Brian, my mm, it yeah. Yes,
1: it's so good. Uh, like, chef's kiss <laughs> licking my fingers. Amazing.
0: For, for Rich Brian's background, so he's from, like, Indonesia uh mm-hmm. he learned english like watching cartoons and like hip-hop or at least that's what he says right um <laughs> that's and- what they
1: all say yeah that's what they all say like <laughs> <laughs> that's what they all, all right. say
0: and then he got discovered for uh that stick right i don't know if you- do you know the song well i'll probably explain it anyways for like those who don't know but like, it's <laughs> yes, like, please do. yeah it's like the it's like this like super like stereotypical like gangster rap song but he's also like in a music video wearing a fanny pack Right? (laughs) And, like, it's a total joke. It's a total joke. But also, like, his rapping is so good on it that, like, people just kind of, like, it's a joke, but, like, dude, this dude can, like, do shit. And then and then Ada Rising found him, and then they got, like, a bunch of, like, um, they did, like, a rapper's react to that stick type thing. And then, like, that blew him up. Right? Like, they got, like, a bunch Mm -hmm. of big rappers on there, and that blew him up. Also, Mm -hmm. his name back then, not great <laughs> uh oh, was it? it's it's a good thing that he changed it
1: <laughs> oh i didn't realize he had a different name i don't know a lot about rich brian but i listened to his like newer stuff now.
0: i don't want to say it it's that bad <laughs> so I'll, I'll let people look it up uh, okay but know that like it was bad now
1: i'm gonna look it up
0: and he changed it and it was for the better
1: <laughs> what was rich brian's old name Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, like, um,
0: if you are, like, vibing with Rich Brian, like, I would recommend checking out, like, Amen, The Sailor. Um, those are, like, he's trying to, like, do, like, something, like, I-, I think the really interesting thing about Rich Brian's photography is, like, it's constantly him trying to figure out wh- what he is. Like, I don't think he's figured it out yet. So just, like, yeah. listening to these albums, you can see him, like, trying out this and then trying out mm-hmm. that right mm-hmm. uh in nineteen nine uh 1999 you like you just feel him trying different things and i'm really interested to follow his career and see like what he lands on and what he's feeling most comfortable with like when he hits joji levels of actualization in his art what will he be i'm very curious uh bali's also a bop i love bali uh
1: he's i don't know i think he's going to have like a moment in his career where he truly blows up um Because, like, history, history kind of blew up, actually, right? Um, But, like, I think he's going to, and Adamame blew up, of course, too, um, even though he wasn't the only person on that song. But um, I think that there's going to be a point where he really does, like, find his niche, niche, however you pronounce that word, however you want (laughs) to pronounce that word. um, And he, like, really finds it um Right now, just as we were saying, like he's kind of still working on it, but I think that when he does, it's gonna be like really, like he's gonna hit, truly, truly hit gold. That'd be good. He has the skills for it. Um, he just needs to figure out what he wants. Yeah, to... yeah. Put it into it. Loverboy eighty eight. Uh, the best thing that I can describe about the song is that it's just more Higher Brothers, but R and B.
0: Have you listened to Loverboy? Okay, so for those who don't know, whenever they drop eighty eight on the back of a song, it's a cover or or a remix. So, like, oh. uh, Japan 88 and Loverboy 88, they're actually songs that exist oh. before this. So you'll see the same thing with I Love You two thousand eighty eight on the next album. Uh, have you listened to the original?
1: Uh, I Love You 3000? No,
0: Loverboy 8.
1: Oh, no. It's... And I did not realize that, and now I'm realizing it, and I wish that I had, like, known about that, but that's cool.
0: Dare I say, I think Loverboy was already a perfect song, and and rehashing it with higher brothers i actually think made it worse <laughs>
1: oh well there we, there we go like, um
0: lover lover boy is like this like real like it's it's a lot slower right and it's like y- you hear it in the production already right with like the mm-hmm. um maybe it's a keyboard or something like that right mm-hmm. but like this song is like begging to be a slower song about like love and like like these like deeper like emotional feelings and stuff like that right and mm-hmm. i think it gets done a big disservice by putting higher brothers on it which for one i don't think they're particularly great at capturing in their singing uh, and two you put higher brothers into it and you now need to remix it to be a, some sort of hip-hop thing when the song never really wanted to be like a fast upbeat party hip-hop thing right it wanted to be like mm-hmm. a nighttime driving la song
1: I mean, I don't even necessarily think I would describe this song as, like, upbeat, but it is a Higher Brothers song. Like, the moment that it starts playing, you're like, oh, more Higher Brothers, right? Yeah. And at the point that you've listened to the other Higher Brothers songs in this album, and like I said, I listened to it all the way through, at the point that I had heard the other Higher Brothers songs, I was just kind of tired of them, like, (laughs) and that sounds so bad, that sounds so mean, but... And again, like, they're just not my cup of tea. Like, if you like what they're doing, by all means, like, I, I think they do what they do very well. And if that's your thing, be on that. But it's not my thing. And I don't, like, in sort of what you were saying, too, about how this song kind of begs to be a little bit, it's supposed to be very, like, in the feels. And I can kind of hear that in the way that they've done the actual music. But the their delivery just isn't great. And um, I don't know, like I was not vibing with the song, I think the way that they wanted people to be vibing with the song. And I just I think it falls just a little bit flat um knowing that it's a cover actually makes a a lot more sense now because when i listened to it the first time i was like oh this is higher brothers but it doesn't necessarily sound like something the higher brothers would write Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: to know that it is a cover it's like my brain is like oh that does that actually does make sense and that's interesting i think
0: remix is a better word because um they actually keep a a lot of the original lyrics they just like kind of cut higher brothers stuff onto it okay um like like the whole like intro section where like they're like it just it just doesn't exist in the original song yeah uh i i recommend if anyone likes the song i think you're going to like the original better and mm-hmm. the artist behind it is like actually a really cool artist in general so like um he's from he he's a thai artist uh raised in like new zealand not part of the 88 label but he does like make his appearances i think he has another really great appearance with nikki on the uh on the next album uh, but I would, like, check that shit out. Like, it's always fun to, like, get international music. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So that's cool. Uh, nice. Okay, so what about Poolside Manners? How you feeling?
1: Um, that one was, like, it's a cute song. I think it does what it does well. There isn't anything, like, too deep to necessarily talk about in it. Like, it's another Nikki song. She's doing what she does, <laughs> you know? <laughs> our wetsuits covered in booze hump day feeling like the weekend we've got no rules kissing by the pool feels like high school all over it's very fucking nicky right um (laughs) there's nothing necessarily in this song that we haven't seen in the rest of the album and i think that august 08 like does what he be doing like i don't think and it works
0: this is any of their best works it's a good song. Uh, yeah
1: but it's fair like it's it's almost like too basic for me to have anything to say about it like i look at this yeah. and i'm just like it's a nikki song next <laughs> right like um there's nothing wrong with that like there's nothing wrong with that um but yeah there's like not much to say about this because we've already covered everything that i feel like i needed to say about this song on like the other nikki songs and stuff so mm-hmm. um All right. what have up? you given your have huh? you given your background on nikki yet
0: Oh, I haven't. (laughs) Maybe I'll talk more about her when we get to Warpaint, or I wanted.
1: Or okay, uh, Beam featuring Playboy Cardi. (laughs) I love saying his name like that.
0: (laughs) How do how do you feel about like Playboy Cardi as an artist? Do do you listen to like a lot of his music? Nope. No. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Playboy. Cardi. I just like saying his name like that. I have no reference for like who he is or what kind of artist he is I necessarily. His, like, I feel like he actually on the
0: mic. He's like, he, he blows yeah. on it like real
1: nice. Uh, I think that this is the first song I've ever really listened to him in that I'm like, that okay, like I know that this is Playboy Cardi like singing this song or doing this song, but I've... I feel like all the Playboy Cardi music that I've ever listened to, I find out that it's Playboy Cardi after I've listened to the song a couple of times. Um, but he's, I mean, yeah, he's not my cup of tea. I don't listen to him regularly, I, but I don't have any, like, strong opinions about him either. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm just entirely different, to, indifferent to him as an artist. But, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was a lot, but yeah. Um, I, I but how did you feel like about this? Song,
0: I have a lot of fun on it. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the chorus, but I do really love their, uh, both their verses, I think, are actually real fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, like this is, this 2018, so we're, like, talking about mumble rap era, so, like, you kind of just got to be okay with, like, just, like, listening to the songs just for, like, their head value rather than, vibes like, any lyrical. Because, like, that's not what, mumble rap trying to be you know mumble rap is like a very improv, like the way mumble rap is made is you get in the studio you listen to a beat you vibe with it and then you like drop something lyrics kind of be damned uh so yeah like, you kind of just got to understand that about the song so if you can do that i appreciate like playboard cardi he's on the verse real well i love it when rich brian comes in because mm-hmm. uh we, we get the we get the verse uh we get the chorus right and it's like um i figure what i figure what the verse is uh Mo- molly be her beam right and then mm-hmm. Rich Brian comes in, right? The song, like, pauses a bit, lets Rich, Rich Brian, like, soak up, the, uh, soak up the silence, right? And then he reprises mm-hmm. the lyrics, but in his own voice, right? And mm-hmm. I love it when artists, like, I love the play of, like, repetition and tension, like, in music and stuff like that, right? Like, you listen to the whole song, you're expecting the lyrics to sound this way, right? And mm-hmm. then the great part about having a featured artist is, like, you put them on there and now they get to do their own thing, play with that in a different way. And like, it's... Usually makes for a very striking uh, thing that sticks with you in your head. Like, I, I, that verse, that Rich Brian verse, like, sticks in my head real hard. Because yeah. of just, like, what he's playing with there.
1: Yeah. Um, and again, we get more women being called bitches. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, again, I think is, I, I, I have opinions about that, but I don't have a problem necessarily with it like I know it's a thing that happens and I can't necessarily be like upset about it because I do be listening to uh music that has that so I'm just like yeah like that's a that's a thing um but this is also the first time that I feel like we've heard Rich Brian like ref- nah, I guess mm. it's not surprising but I feel like compared to like history this song is a little bit more like yeah in his hoe era where (laughs) he's like yeah i just fucked two bitches siamese like okay (laughs) pop off brian like (laughs) let's go you know um but that's okay like you know he's doing his hip-hop thing he's on it this is what the song came here for i'm not mad about it um i think that it is what it is and I I, I I do like the flow of this song a lot I think that the like the way that they done they did the they done the lyrics God um they did the <laughs> lyrics over the music works very well like yeah you listen to the song and everything just feels very smooth like nothing feels like uh, 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 you know like I got through the song without asking questions which I think is cool you know that means that the song is doing what it wants to do and it's doing it well. So. All right, yeah.
0: The next song let let it go. Let it go. Bro, I forgot the song was on the album. <laughs> this is such a forgettable song for me. Why
1: do why do we keep like, doing Like it's so this?
0: forgettable when I talked about forgettable songs on the album. I forgot to talk about the song cuz I <laughs> did not remember it.
1: It is a um
0: it's a fine song.
1: <laughs> is it a fine song? I actually can't remember listening to this one, but you tell me about it.
0: There's not much to say. I, it's just, it. I'm listening to it right now, and it's like, it just, it's fine. Okay. I, I You're don't... listening
1: to it right now?
0: I'm listening, li- I've been listening to all of them as we were talking about them.
1: Oh, dang it. I didn't know that was an option. I've been pulling, <laughs> I've been like trying my, oh. I've been trying so hard. God damn it, On.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, i
1: it makes sense thing why didn't you tell me that this was an option okay you gotta keep me updated i can't you know think, think for myself <laughs> god damn! <laughs> it's fine it's fine I just I'm just um we have headphones on our mics won't
0: pick it up so you can you could do it
1: i hate you next <laughs> Um, well, I mean, this is like the Let It Go is a reference to like Frozen. And then they have the lyric like, girl, you got me like Frozen. I'm just going to let it go. Like, that's what the l- title is about. Um, more talking about sex. Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> just music in general talking about sex. A lot. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's not even um, hip-hop anymore. Yeah, man.
1: just, just more, music. we more more vibes about uh sexual romantic interactions and yeah it's i mean that's what it is uh i don't necessarily have anything to say about this song because i literally can't remember what it sounds like but i don't know if you did
0: no nah, I, don't, I don't have much to say about it it's just nice. <laughs> i don't hate it i don't love it uh, yeah
1: it's just not the most striking or memorable song in the album Disrespectin.
0: How are you feeling about this one? Are you listening to them now or
1: Okay. You know what? Yeah, let me pull up my <laughs> fucking Spotify. Jackass. <laughs> fucking cheater. Cheater. I feel like I've been having way more fun than you
0: just because I've been listening to the music too, already. Exactly,
1: exactly. All <laughs> I have in my head right now is your voice. <laughs> God damn it.
0: And and like the occasional snowball.
1: Oh, yeah. Doing whatever he's doing right now. My annoying baby. Okay. I guess I can hear it in the... Hang on.
0: The poor audio listeners, they don't get to be entertained by Snowball in the background the way I am.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's, He's having a great time, though. Um... Again, I feel like the most I have to say about this song is that it's just more Higher Brothers. Like there's just more Higher Brothers doing Higher Brothers things and then Rich Brian like going off in the in the back, but it's very I will say that the instrumental to this one is really good. Like the production value of all of these songs is amazing um Mm -hmm. like there's nothing you like you can't bash the instrumental part of anything at all like we've been talking a lot about the lyrics and like what the lyrics are doing but the production value of this album is extremely high and i have nothing bad to say about the production value and i think this is a song where i think the
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) like
1: that just comes out a little bit more um it's it's, it's got a very like yeah you want no sorry go ahead
0: yeah, this song's got a very, like, like I'm having a lot of fun with it just listening to it without, like, thinking about the lyrics too much. Right, yeah. the, the production yeah. carries a lot of it, but also part of it is just, like, the chorus, right, where they're, like, putting mm-hmm. a lot of energy and putting a lot of themselves, or maybe not themselves, but they're putting a lot of energy in- into it. So, like, this is the type of thing that, like, you know, turn it up at a party or something like that, you know, like.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is a party song for sure. Yeah,
0: not all music is meant to be analyzed lyrically sometimes.
1: <laughs> it's just yeah, a party talk. Yeah. So this is definitely um, what this is. Yeah. It's it's it does what it does and it does it well. Alright. Warpaint.
0: Warpaint. War, War Oof. Alright. What do you have to say? Because like once I get talking, I'm gonna keep talking <laughs> because bro, I fucking love Nikki. <laughs>
1: You've made a grave mistake letting me listen to music while we're doing this. Um, No, I mean, this has like the same. This, like, listening to this for the first time had the same impact on me that, like, some music that I listened to when I was younger had on me.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And interestingly enough, and this might be a weird thing to say, but this song reminds me a lot of, like, Demi Lovato's older music um like warrior and give your heart a break like for some reason it had like the same vibe to me Mm -hmm. um but war paint is just a it's just a good song it's a very inspiring song i can imagine it on like a movie soundtrack like a hero movie soundtrack um and the production value is great on this like the that like thing that it's got going on the back just like makes your brain happy (laughs) and the lyrics i mean come on the (laughs) lyrics the song is called war paint like the lyrics are good you don't even have to listen to the fucking song to know that um but yeah i'll let you go on from that because that's all i have to say about it really
0: i'm really like happy to like have like a nikki song where she like really gets to like flex her like full range right because like a lot of her music uh her albums like tend to be like really thematic so like the thing about like thematic albums is that like you just don't always get to flex things because sometimes you need to pull it back in order to hit themes, especially when she's like specifically hitting themes of like breakup or like immigration or like high school drama. That that last album was really interesting. um <laughs> <right>? <laughs> You don't always get to like flex the, your your full range, right? And like I think something yeah. really great about a collab album like this is like you can let the artist do something that they normally can't. In their music, normally, right, and I think that's something I really love about this song is that like, it is her doing something that's not really normally something she does, but still really in line with her, and also allows her to flex mm-hmm. different like musical muscles that she has, right? Mm-hmm. And like, and it's just like real fun and inspirational, you know. To, at the same mm-hmm. time, like this is something like I would like give to my little cousins, the little Asian, mm-hmm. <sighs> right. they're half, they're half Asian, half Hispanics, they're a little half Asian <laughs> Asian girls, like, and like this is the type of stuff where I'd be like y'all should listen to this because like Mm -hmm. sometimes you know like like this is like the type of like cool stuff that i wish i had when i was like a little asian kid you know yeah to be able to see like asian people be strong and powerful right and like inspirational in that way right like we didn't i i don't feel like i got much of that right and i just love that like the next generation does get to have it you
1: know yeah i also will say i think there's something just so iconic about like an asian american woman like singing about war paint and being a warrior like that's just not how i have seen asian american women depicted a lot of in Mm. especially like in media and stuff and we've sort of like talked about that in our other episodes um we even with like hidden tight hidden hidden dragon. dragon Crouching Dragon Tiger Hidden. Um <laughs> where where like we have these like Asian American women that are badass but they're always like overshadowed by the dudes or they're not necessarily like warriors quote unquote on their own. Um and I just love the visual of like or or the other side of that, right, is like the demure, hands folded, ultra femme Asian American woman who is just at the mercy of a white man, like Yeah. It there's just like those two, really. Um, So to see something very different, almost radically different than either of those things is like really, really cool. And to be honest with you, I don't have a problem seeing it at all. It's just not <laughs> something that I see often, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I also do love that, like, it's true to form, true to Nikki. She's still talking about love, right? Um, yeah. Every time I turn my head, the lovers kiss it everywhere, fingers running down their side. They're just living the lie. Like, come on. Come on. It's so good. Um, it's, yeah, no, I love it. She's She did her thing. She did it well. And she, like, made a badass song with cool imagery. And that's awesome. Like... What more could you ask, right?
0: So, for some background on Nikki, she's also Indonesian, uh, from Indonesia. She made it, like, decently big on YouTube. I think she, like, um, did an opening act for, like, uh, ta- like a t- Taylor Swift thing once, right? Mm-hmm. And then 88 Rising picked her up, brought her here, and, like, now she's, like, doing her LA thing. Uh, I think, like, and, like, like, I keep saying, like, she's just a really cool, like, Asian-American figure. Like, I, I wish we had, like, role models like her like growing up you know like I I never got to see like Asians in media the way like she exists and I think like yeah I think she's found a lot more of herself than like say like Rich Brian right she's a lot closer to like Mm -hmm. Joji in the in the fact that like she kind of knows what her music is right and I Mm -hmm. think like um and I think she really nailed it with Moonchild and everything after this just feels like more experimentation from her trying to Mm -hmm. do something else now because she hit the thing that was like really, imp- mm-hmm. that that she really wanted to, right? And once you hit the thing that you really want to, now you can, like, start ex- experimenting and stuff. Um, yeah. If you want to listen to more of her, uh, I've listened to her entire discography. <laughs> I know every song <laughs> she's made. Uh, want to Take It Downtown is the best four-track EP ever made. Like, mm. I will die on that hill. Yeah, Four songs, no. they're all perfect.
1: That's a good um, one. Also, I know that I said it first, but On is the one who really thinks that Nikki is his mommy, so... <laughs> damn (laughs) I'm gonna expose you 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 can't air out my
0: my dirty laundry I'm
1: exposing (laughs) you that's what friends do okay listen Uh. um no no she's she's great um and I would actually agree with you too that I think that like Nikki found her sound early on and really whatever she's doing outside of that is her like trying to find different ways for her to like utilize that sound because I don't know, like you say Nikki and I'm just like, I get that vibe. I'm like, she has an artist vibe that you just, you lock onto and you just know what it is, you know? Um, and it also
0: changes in ways that like are really like, deliberate and like interesting right i love i love it when yeah. artists change because like you can't keep writing the same thing forever like, yeah like, I, I don't i don't imagine you can and some artists do mm-hmm. but like um just like as a creative person like i, I just don't know how you can like handle that <laughs> yeah um and no, she's always pushing a... like what she is right like her first album was like you know you like your breakup album and like it was pretty good and then she mm-hmm. did like Moonchild, which is like about coming to america and like Facing those challenges and stuff like that Like I I do talk On the podcast a lot about how I w- How I have heard enough immigrant stories And like I want to hear more stories about Asian Americans Born here but I'll But I also have to admit I fucking love Moonchild like I think <laughs> it's just a, Such an interesting approach of like this like uh, The concept of the album Is like basically like in a foreign Land in like a jungle in a foreign Land right and like things Are out to get you Right, mm-hmm. but it's also beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. And she like nails it perfectly in the production as well as like the lyrics in there. You really get she she in the promotional material. She keeps talking about how she wants to transport you to a different world because that's how it feels to be an immigrant. Um, mm-hmm. and she just like nails it in, in the song, uh, in, in the album. And then her mm-hmm. latest album is really interesting, and like I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about it. But it's like it's titled Nicole, and it's basically about like her like growing up in like. Indonesia, mm-hmm. which I think is like a really interesting take too, for a label that touts so much like Asian Americanness, you know, she decides to mm-hmm. go back and talk about her like Indonesianness, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Which is like something really different, really interesting, and like not exactly what I want from Asian American artists, but it's so authentic and good and like what she wants it to be that like like damn, I'm here for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I like hearing you talk about that. I really didn't have much of a frame of reference because I don't, I don't do research on artists like that. But I like that's I, really me really and my cool. friends
0: are like some of the odd people who listen to f- albums. Like like we we usually don't listen to like like me and my friends would like will like listen to an album like top to bottom. So, like, in that process, you end up like. That's
1: not how I listen to music at all. I don't think that's how most people listen to music. But, like. But I think, like, listening to this album all the way through was a unique experience because, Mm -hmm. like, I was doing it for the podcast. So I was kind of listening to it in a specific way. And I do wonder that, like, I'm trying to get better about my album thing because I'm trying to, like, get more into, like, vinyls and vinyls you don't have a choice like you can't just like one song from an album and buy a vinyl from it you know what I mean like you need to like you need to have a more well-rounded understanding of an album to be able to buy the vinyl and like appreciate the vinyl um so for this like I would buy the vinyl for this album simply because I now have like a an emotional connection with it because i talked about it we doing an episode on it and even when i was listening to it i did have like various emotional reactions to different things about it um but also like that isn't the way that a lot of people do listen to music now in the era of like streaming and youtube and all of that stuff and like the way that tiktok is now too like if you like a song from tiktok you just listen to that one song that you know from tiktok off the album right like Mm -hmm. um I I found that in a lot of like Doja Cat's music where people will know like one song off of one album that blew up on social media and they don't know like any of her other works, right? And I think that works for her as an artist and I think that she kind of does that on purpose if I'm not like mistaken. I think she makes music so that it'll blow up. Like there's no way that you'd be making hits like that without the intention of it being like this is going to be big, right? Um, Yeah,
0: you can tell like- It works for her. I always talk about how art- tells me how to listen or how to engage with it. And like, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of stuff asks me to engage with it just on a level of singles. Honestly, Head in the Clouds asks me to engage with it on the level of just singles, like, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's also like, I think a lot of value in something like Moonchild or like so many other albums. I don't even know where to start where they ask you mm-hmm. to listen to it as an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you get a different experience from that. And that's really valuable.
1: Mm-hmm. You want to go to Japan 88? Uh, I think... Or wait, no. Bring it. I, I want, want it. Sorry.
0: I want it. Okay, so... Uh, okay,
1: remember the other uh, August 08 and Nikki song? Yeah. That's just more of this. Really? I, I think
0: this is, like, League's better than that one.
1: <laughs> well, I... W- <laughs> mm. I, I think out of remember... the two August
0: 08 and Nikki songs, this one's the one I like a lot yes. more.
1: I like what I wanted more, but also, like, uh, when you also look at the lyrics, it's like, uh... Nikki, August 08. yeah, Yeah. Um but, but, but. the song itself I'll say it's better just because I think it flows like well. But also if you look at like the amount of likes that both songs have, like I want in beat poolside banner only by like five hundred thousand. Like they're both seven million, but yeah, like the difference isn't that large i mm-hmm. did that people took these two songs like very similarly and i think at face value they kind of are like it's just nikki and august 08 doing what nikki and august 08 do well yeah. um like i vibe more with i wanted because i think it matches my listening habits more like it's just more what i like to listen to but i think lyrically artistically they're the same
0: uh, some background for August Eight. He's a he's an LA native. So I think he's like the one LA native on on this label, <laughs> frankly.
1: Who who's also uh, black the token and also the not token the label not anymore. which, which... The token not immigrant? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, kind of, he kind of is a token black guy. <laughs> the token non-immigrant. Wait, so you said he's not part of the uh, label anymore?
0: He left. Yeah, he's not on the label oh. anymore. I tried doing research I on him for that. this because I did research on all of them
1: would not find shit
0: like he's he's, he's a surprisingly mysterious artist huh. uh <laughs> nice but he's doing like 1.5 mil monthly on like spotify so i guess he's not doing too bad for himself
1: oh okay <laughs> um i do think that him and Nicki mesh very well together though I do think like so, when too. i listen to songs that they're both on i'm like ah this like it just scratches my brain and i like it like <laughs> nicki has got a lot both... of
0: really good duo duos on this with like bori and like august 08 like
1: yeah and, like, her and Joji cannot go wrong with that. Her and
0: Joji on La <laughs> mm. Uh yeah. What
1: about
0: uh, Japan 88? So now that, that, that
1: you say that that is a cover, or a remix or a cover of some sort, I want to listen to it now with, like, a different ear, but that one was cool. Like, I have that in my uh, driving playlist. Like, it's it's a, it's like a... Like a soft house song that you would sort of hear on like a beachside cafe, I feel like. It's like it's got that California but low key vibe. Yeah. I yeah. like it. It's it's a chill song. I feel like
0: unlike Loverboy, which I think got lost in the remix, mm-hmm. Japan eighty eight still feels like a famous Dex song. Mm-hmm. Like 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 the Famous Dex was originally on it and then like they brought on like key Fave and verbal later. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like Japan eighty eight still feels like it retains a lot of that like Famous mm-hmm. deck stuff. I d I don't think I think Keith Eight was a good addition to it because Keith Eight doesn't like take away from mm-hmm. what from what uh the song was originally. He adds to it, you know. And like there mm-hmm. is value in actually transforming a song. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. There is. Mm-hmm. I don't think Lover Boy does it well. I mm-hmm. think and I think Japan Eighty Eight doesn't transform the song, it just adds to it. Mm. Uh, how much do you know about Keith Eight?
1: Nah, no, absolutely nothing. <laughs>
0: so Keith is really interesting in hip hop and Asian America.
1: He's like the only, that's like the only song he's on though, right?
0: Yeah, so like 88 Rising originally came up. Keith Ape was one of the original artists. Um, so he, he's from Korea, right? Mm. In the hip hop scene in Korea, which is really interesting because there is kind of a hip hop scene in Korea and that's K-pop, but also kind of not. <laughs> uh, and, he, and he blew up real big with his song uh, Ichima. Do you tell me what that means in Korean? I don't know.
1: <laughs> What's it called? Ichima. Ah, it means don't forget
0: okay i did not hit the pronunciation on that and i'm so sorry to all the korean (laughs) people this is why i I got yeji on here save my (laughs) ass on that shit
1: um (laughs) no i actually love it when people speak korean and like the accents of different languages because i find it fascinating how like unique the intonation of each of the different like asian languages is Like if you hear somebody speak Korean with the intonation of a Japanese person, you're just like, "Oh, this is fascinating." Like I, I, I'm so entertained.
0: Languages are fascinating in that way? In
1: general. I mean, it's also kind of like hearing somebody speak English in like an accent, right? Yeah. Like like with like a a person it speaking it might actually like, literally English be the same thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 like it's it's very similar, but also like it just itches. I keep saying that. Oh my god, it just itches like a specific part of my brain where I'm like, "Ooh, this is cool." <laughs> so, uh Keith
0: Ape, he came out with that song, right? I and, also like, think that that's such a was... funny
1: name. Like Keith Ape, that just sounds like the name of a white guy. <laughs> like if you told me, like if you, like if you told me that that was just like a white dude, I'd be like, yeah, that checks. <laughs> that's a Korean rapper.
0: Yeah, from what I remember, um, one of his like favorite like <laughs> actors or artists was named Keith it's like it's actually a pretty big artist I, I forgot who he named after it and then also like ape because like apes are his spirit animal and like bathing apes so like that's like where his name is I guess. Thing, you know? <laughs> um, interesting so yeah he got really big on the song and then like and then og mako comes along uh he's like he's like in hip-hop right and he, he made the song uh, bitch you guessed it i'm pretty sure you know that song
1: uh, probably if I listen to it, yeah.
0: Yeah, and like he was like, "Bro, this is straight plagiarism. This sounds like," ex- he- O.G. Mako accused Keith Ape of plagiarism, so it was ouch this big thing in the hip hop community, right? Where it's like, there's like, and like Asian Americans really weren't like kind of like figuring out the hip hop stuff. So like this is one of the first interactions between like hip hop and like the Asian American like musical community. And it was this <laughs> <it's... laughs> and like I think to this day like people are still are like, yeah, Keith they kind of like he even admitted it after a point and I think like they like came up with a deal. Yeah. To where it's like shit. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh I don't know if I like vibe with that particularly but i I, like i don't know if i'd ever go out of my way to listen to his music necessarily um i think i've I've never heard of him and like i'm looking through his like discography right now on like spotify he doesn't necessarily seem like the kind of artist that i would be into but that's cool yeah i i don't know if it's
0: cool but it's like
1: i think a piece of history
0: that i think needs to be admitted and talked about yeah because like it's real and like you know, the hip-hop culture remembers it, and I understand why.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: interesting. He does have some other songs, and he also does have a remix of Ichima with Black artists on it that's also really good. So, like, I think there has been some reconciliation to some degree. A$AP fire on got it. Dumbfounded's on it, who's not <gasps> Black. He's an Asian-American artist that I want to talk about sometime later because he's really, really, really interesting. Uh, Waka the <laughs> Flames on it, too. Uh But like, you know, like,
1: I love that you're just name dropping all these people. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. We can talk about that. (laughs) No idea what you're talking about right now, though. Like, I don't know, like, you know, so much more about this stuff than I do. Like, I literally just listened to this album, like, as it is at face value. And um, (laughs) like, I think there's value in both. But like, I also think it's so fascinating when you like, when you do that, because I think it's really cool. And it's something that you do very well i love music you know that (laughs) yeah just like as a person though like it's one of the things i love like when i talk about things with you is like the way that you can just pull information like out of your brain (laughs) and then it just keeps coming it just keeps coming and you're like damn bro like how much do you know about this weird niche topic that literally (laughs) nobody else knows about Um,
0: heads in the clouds is in general the thing that i've thought and researched about so much because like like i said beginning the episode it's like nothing like i've ever seen for asian americans ever and like it's got so many problems that i admit throughout this whole mm-hmm. episode we've been admitting them it's also got so much i love about it and like yeah. even some of the problematic stuff is part of the history that is part of the reason why it's really interesting too
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah all right so what about the next song nothing wrong nothing wrong.
1: more higher brothers stuff
0: higher brothers makes a lot of appearances on this album yeah, Really interesting because I'm not like, the biggest fan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I also am wondering if that was like a budget issue. Like they just couldn't afford to put Joji on multiple songs, but I think that's like funny. I also um, think
0: it has something to do with like their <laughs> artist list being pretty small at this point. Yeah.
1: Um, but I will say that like I I don't have much else to say about this song other than it's another Higher Brothers song. I actually like the production value of this song more. Like I listened to the instrumental of this song by itself. Um, just because I think that they're doing something really interesting with, like, the the intro is, like, kind of where you hear it the most, but they have this, like, really interesting, like, distortion, like, thing going on that I just think is fascinating and I think is actually really cool. Um, but, like, you get a minute into the song and it sounds exactly like a higher brother song you know like they do something cool with the intro and like it kind of hooks you in but then like you get a little bit more into it and it kind of just becomes uh similar to the rest but i like the instrumental and the melody and like the song itself a lot i just and again Mm -hmm. like this again this is like the the me listening to an album all the way through, like, I'm kind of sick of Higher Brothers at this point. <laughs> like, because they aren't my cup of tea, and, like, we mentioned it right when we were talking about the beginning of the song, too. Like, they show up a lot in this album. And at this point, you're just like, all right, another Higher Brothers song, let's go, right? Um, So you kind of go into it expecting the same thing, and they kind of just do the same thing. But I, I like this song on... more at face value than some of their Uh, other stuff.
0: I also think something that this album is trying to do, sometimes it does it well, sometimes it doesn't. It's trying to promote Asian American artists that aren't in the label, right? Yeah. That's why we have um, Loverboy88, right? And that's why we also have like... That might be the only thing. I I know the next album does it even more, right? But it does feel Mm -hmm. like this album is trying to be for the culture, of yeah. like, like the Asian American culture, and I think that's what nothing wrong is. Nothing wrong. Kind of higher brothers feels incidental to me. The main mm. draw is uh is uh how how cutie. I don't know how you pronounce that, but yeah. he's actually like, a, like a pretty like, popular. I don't know if he's popular. He's not mainstream popular, but right? he's like pretty big in like Asian American circles as a producer, right? Mm. And I think when you're talking about how this song is doing really great on production, right? Mm-hmm. And is that's the thing that stands out. I think that's like them making the correct decision here, right? Because, like, like I said, this album is partially them just trying to promote Asian-American artists in general, and, like, Kitty is, like, one of those that, like, deserves a lot of promoting because, like, he's genuinely, like, a great producer.
1: Mm. I love that. Um No, yeah, the thing that stands out the most to me about that song is the production value and, like, what it's doing in the background. The musicality of it is just very good.
0: All right, so... We made it through 17 tracks. Last one.
1: Head in the class. <laughs> uh, no, this song is just so good. Um, very quintessentially Joji, but also I think that this song, too, is like very emblematic of 88 Rising, I think, as a label and as an artist in and of itself. Like, if you just look at 88 Rising's entire discography and the way, and the vibe that they're sort of trying to capture, I think that, like, this, it's, like, like, the instrumental, the production value is great, and it has, like, an intensity to it, but also, like, the lyrics are almost in this, like, weird, whimsical, like, out of, you know, and I mean, like, it also is encompassed in, like, the Head in the Clouds concept, right, Um, and I think that Head in the Clouds in general is a cool, concept to play with when it does come to talking about culture because at the end of the day like we are all looking at this ideal world this ideal culture this ideal place where all of us can exist without ever having to like fight or be fearful or afraid or you know apart from all like the demons and stuff that are talked about throughout this album as well right um like where love prevails and we're like you know we can just exist without having to suffer too much and i think that like head in the clouds as a dream as a concept as what this album is trying to do is just it's all encompassed by this song like i listen to this song and i just like sway with it you know um it just feels good to listen to too like it's an easy it's an easy song to listen to and it covers a lot of genres. Like, you could like house music and like the song. You could like EDM music and vibe with this song. Um, <laughs> you could be a fan of Joji and Nicki and love the song, right? Like, it is just doing a lot, um, but also not doing too much. And I don't know, I like it. I this is the song that I probably listen to the most out of this album, anyways. So, yeah.
0: This this song to me feels very quintessential, like eighty eight rising. Like, I feel like eighty eight rising when it started. They really mm-hmm. wanted to be, like, big in, like, hip-hop type music and stuff like that. And they wanted Asian-Americans mm-hmm. who could do hip-hop. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't think that works on mul- for multiple reasons. Like, for one, like, they're not really putting in the work to be part of the culture, right? If you're going to do mm-hmm. hip-hop, you should, like, put in the work to be part of the culture or else it's just, like, kind mm-hmm. of appropriating. Second, mm-hmm. it's, like, their artist skill set is just way more geared towards being able to do something like midsummer, like, Whatever the song was, uh, whatever the, <laughs> the name of that. Song. <laughs> Midsummer madness. <laughs> yes, uh, and and like head in the clouds, and like I think they slowly have been realizing that more as they develop as a label, mm-hmm. right? I think head in the clouds two leans a lot more into um into this type of stuff. It's also like a shorter album, so like I feel like they just mm-hmm. were much better with like concision, um, and then even the Shang Chi mm-hmm. one, which plays a bit more into like the hip-hop stuff to keep Mm -hmm. that like martial arts like high intensity stuff going they even Mm -hmm. still have a lot of like the the um the slower stuff the more like la laid back right Mm -hmm. driving your car type thing and i think slowly you'll see the progression of like 88 Rising is that they understand that this is a lot more of their wheelhouse than trying to um bite off like the aesthetic of hip-hop and i think I really appreciate that a lot more. And I like, you know, like it's just, I just want to hear more of this type of stuff like La Sienga and like Midsummer Madness and like Head in the Clouds uh, history. They're all such like unique things that only this label can do. And I really hope that as they continue to develop, um, they like dig into that more and like mm-hmm. really excited for this summer because every summer they release, uh, they, 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 they do an album. Right. And like, I'm hoping mm-hmm. this summer we get Head in the Clouds 3 and see like what they do can do with all these years of like hindsight, and also them being able to do like the big like, um, Asian concert that they did, or Asian tour concert or whatever that they did in uh that one time like around the pandemic when like they were trying to they're like hyping this up as like one of the biggest like Asian like music festivals ever, and then like the pandemic They came did. And was, like, I guess they... doing this. I guess
1: I never heard about that, but no, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I think that they that this album is like them trying to find out what works for them as like a group, and they do a lot of things and they cover a lot of ground in it. Um, Head in the clouds, I think, is rightfully the most popular song on this album. Um, I, will Happy s- I, I think Midsummer I think it is. Oh, isn't it? Midsummer? It's probably it's Midsummer Madness. Or I think that okay, I think that Head in the Clouds is rightfully one of the best and one of the most popular. Um, songs of the album just because of like the content that it is kind of covering and like where it is musically and um i think it's good that they covered a lot of ground and i'm glad that the genre that head in the clouds is in is on this album for sure because i think it's like this song for me has become emblematic of the album as a whole but also like for joji specifically and also like 88 rising as a label like and that might be putting a lot of pressure on one song, but, like, we were talking about how, like, Midsummer Madness kind of encompasses, like, the culture stuff that it's doing with the hip-hop. I think that, like, the emotions that are captured in the album, like, about love, about about conflict, about, like, demons and all that shit, like, it's in this song. Um, like, uh, just, the, just the lyrics, like, Almost lost my sight. I don't know why I do this. I feel like I might lose you out of drugs, out of love, so let's compromise. Like, it's a sad song, but yeah. it's it, it it like it does a lot, and it's it's good. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got to the end of it. Um, dang, we talked <laughs> for a long time about seventeen songs, but. I'm glad we did. I, I think we like talked about more... it for longer
0: than the runtime of the actual album is.
1: Yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I feel like I've also learned a lot from talking about music like this. Like I feel like I don't get a lot of opportunities to speak on albums and artistry and artists and music and. Lyrics and stuff like that, like this. So this was actually really fun, and this is the first time we've ever done music on the on the podcast. So hopefully we get to do a bit more of stuff like this because I actually found this very fun.
0: At the very least, I want to hit um, Head in the Clouds two, and then that Shang Chi album at some point. Man, we got to do Shang Chi album, and then also like a Shang Chi like episode. Like... What do you mean?
1: We already did a Shang-Chi episode.
0: True, but we need to do an official one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm right. genuinely really looking forward to that stuff going forward.
1: Oh, me too. All
0: right. So uh, we've been talking a long time. Don't don't think we uh, need to hold them any further. <laughs> uh, so but, I um... think that was good. Our first video yeah. episode.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yay! So... <laughs> we did it. All right, let's get the frick out of here. <laughs> it's late.
0: All right. We'll see you guys in two weeks.
1: Heck yeah. Bye.
0: This podcast was produced by
1: Yeji. It was created and written by both of us.
0: It was edited by me.
1: And the cover art was done by my good friend Emma Nebecker.
0: And all the background art for the video portion were done by my good friend Penelope morano